Hello. <laughs> Hello. Hi, everybody. It's your boy, A, your girl. Ew. You should notice how I said A instead of Anne? Yeah. Yeah. We're basically French masters now. Basically. Started taking classes on Duolingo, so hey, I'm basically fluent. Are you going to say, like, welcome? You're fucking welcome. us up. Two. Welcome to the fuck dungeon. Bottom bum. Get your chains ready, bitch. I feel like we're, I'm locked in making that noise now. Yeah. Uh, so, how was your week? Um, I don't know. You don't know? No. Warmer. It has been warmer, for sure. Um, we actually have, like, the I mean, look how comfortable we look right now. Yeah. You don't even see me. Normally, I got <laughs> this bitch on me. <laughs> I feel like every time I edit these videos, you, I can see me, like, hunched over like a gremlin and fucking just, like, so tense i feel so comfortable right now yeah we actually feel okay um we met the owners of oh the yeah that happened of the jeet that we're staying in today mm -hmm. that's what they call it over here a jeet which is basically just meaning that it's a uh, a jeet is more of a i guess a term in france for a another house or living space on your property that's right. meant to be rented you know yeah it's not necessarily a, a type of place, like a house or an apartment or anything like mm -mm. that, but it's just meaning a rental on your property. So that's what they call it. Um, but French yeah. masters. Yeah, French masters. Damn it. Damn. <laughs> um, yeah, so we met them. They're super They're, nice. Yeah, they've been really cool. Um, we we like went out grocery shopping, yeah. and then we got back, and they were just out here like unpacking, and they pretty much had just gotten home. Mm -hmm. And we started talking to them outside, and we were talking about like renovating shit and doing stuff like that and they're like you want to come see our place <laughs> they were going to give us a tour and then we got caught in their living room talking and then they offered us wine and then we ended up just sitting on their couch for like an hour or so just talking with them drinking yep. wine they were really drinking nice wine they brought me a beer yeah we had some cheese and bread mm -hmm. yeah it was cool they they've been really cool um to be able to um you know just talk to in passing for one but also being you know, understanding the fact that we are just getting here. And so, but not only that we're just getting here, but that we're getting here with intentions to stay here. So they've been really nice about, because uh, they both come from um, England. And so they, um, one of them was able to come over, the, the uh, woman who actually owns uh, the property was able to come over before Brexit happened. Um, so she kind of got a, an in on that, you know, it was not having to go through the same kind of, you know, bullshit that we've had to. But, um, you know, it's still difficult, I think, for anyone who's coming here, going anywhere, really, and not knowing the language, struggling to find resources and contacts and stuff like that. So they've actually, um, they connected us with some I of the... I literally feel like a criminal at all times, too. I feel like I'm yeah. always doing something wrong. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. Like, they've been really cool about, we're also out here, you know, kind of in a small village not not like we're in a city somewhere and just in an apartment or something like that so um yeah we're very remote i mean there's literally nothing here like a yeah. village meaning that like there's just houses and farm it's a hamlet you yeah know? so it's it's you know they've, they've been cool about kind of giving us some pointers on what are good resources to have um 
you know, it's been interesting talking to them just from being able to talk to somebody over here that does speak English, Mm -hmm. you know, to be able to talk about more than just, oh, yeah, it's, you know, tough getting here and tough being here. Um, They've been cool at being able to talk about, you know, stuff from back home that, you know, um, they've kind of tried to get away from and being over here at times. And then us doing that same kind of thing, having that same kind of mindset, I think, of just Mm -hmm. coming out here and doing the damn thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's been cool. We've, we've definitely gleaned some good, um, knowledge and information off of them. Um, just seeing what that transition was like for them. Technically, uh, only one of them is over here permanently. The other is kind of comes back and forth. Um, but to, yeah, to be able to talk to the owner and kind of just get that info out of her and, um, <coughs> have her, the both of them really be able to open up contacts for us through like you know expat communities which is really i think in any of these uh transitions it's the way to go you know using social media and stuff like that to find other people who have done the same kind of thing or at least other people who speak your native language and are able to translate or navigate through some of the legal stuff with you you know because now that we've been over here i think the the main thing and what we've been talking about over the last few days is it's one thing to be focusing on getting all of our, um, you know, our businesses or our uh, content up and running. And I mean, that's been difficult in and of itself up until this point. That's kind of been phase two of getting over here. Uh, but now that we've, we're, st- we're still getting it down. We've not, we still have not cracked the code completely yet. Um, but now as we're getting to the point to where it's just about doing it and being repetitive, I think now we have to start looking ahead as well. Um, because we're already coming up on being here two months. We're about to be done with the first Airbnb, which already seems crazy yeah, to Yeah, I was going to say, can you believe we've been here for two months? Yeah. I haven't felt wild. that long. And and th- now we have to look at if we want our situation to be different next year mm-hmm. and not have to do the same kind of thing that we did this year where we're having to do all the different Airbnbs and stuff, then we have to kind of start figuring out what are the steps to set things up correctly by the time that that comes around. So. Yeah, because also it's like, you don't like, like whatever we do with our visas next and whatever the next step that we decide is the best route to take, you have to start doing that like three, two months at the latest before right. your visa expires. So it's not even like we can just wait until December. Like we, <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? We can't wait to the end of the year to start doing our shit. Like we have to be on top of it. Yeah. Well, and the good thing is I, I think so that. so annoying. <laughs> I think that because one of the. I know that we've talked about this before, I th- or at least I think that we did, but one of the things that we wanted to make sure of when we were coming over here was that not only were we not putting as much pressure on ourselves, even though there's a, I mean, there's a healthy amount of pressure, right? We got to get things done and mm-hmm. do things within a short amount of time. And we're both coming from a perspective of, I mean, Abigail's got more online presence than I ever did. Um, so she's been able to kind of, you know, work that into some of the content that she's doing now. But you know, I'm looking at it from the perspective of being like having really no online presence and then trying to create one from nothing, uh, which is very difficult. And then yeah. past the content making, trying to get the money back from it. You know, there's a healthy amount of stress on that. Um, but at the same time, we also came over with a nest egg. So we wanted to have the have the perspective of saying like we do have to grind because now it really is being up against the wall. And you don't want to get down to the point to where you're scrapping with nothing left and then you're saying like okay now we got to be serious because we don't have that luxury to be able to do that right i mean um yeah 
I think that we also at the same time wanted to have a healthy amount of stress and focus more on it being a, a use stress than, than a negative one and, and feeling like we can have time that we're really allowing ourselves to have with each other, which is something that I know that we that we stressed about when we were, you know, back home at times was feeling like we'd get so far into this grind that we weren't able to, you know, really make that important. So that's kind of what uh, we've had like one day out of the week where we said, okay, yeah, it's a day that we got to kind of reset for the week anyways, go do stuff like getting groceries and things like that. Um, but on top of that, just being able to take that time to kind of do our own thing. And I think those are the days where it'd be good for us to kind of devote to, you know, looking ahead and figuring out what are some of these transitionary things mm-hmm. and do some of the bigger picture thinking so that on the other days we can really focus on what's kind of here and now and getting that done. And then, you know, on those days, focus ahead. Let me get him. Having that day to be able to be that healthy dose of looking ahead, you know, mm-hmm. and making sure that on that day, aside from us taking time to kind of, you know, just enjoy each other and enjoy where we're at, also being able to have those bigger picture talks, have ideas of how we're getting forward because that way we can really kind of utilize I think what it is that we're doing in the best way possible which right now is what I think is the most stressful thing when we talk about it is that we're in that stage where now we've gotten past some things of not knowing right we've gotten past the transition to get over here figuring out what we have as far as logistics for everything and where we're staying and how we're getting everywhere and things like that getting all the money over here and now that we've got everything and we've started making content and we've got a lot of those like learning some of the technology and programs and stuff like that now that that's underway now it's about okay how do we make sure that we're doing all this in the right way long term mm-hmm. to be able to you know next year hopefully be able to be in a in a different kind of situation where we're saying we have a dedicated space whether that's you know a, a place that we get or a uh, an apartment or whatever it may be and say this is our place. We can set things up in our name, make sure that we have a little bit more control over the setup of doing things like this and not having to adapt, you know, to everywhere that we're going and just being able to kind of stay stationary, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. But all in all saying they they have been really cool about, you know, kind of showing us the, the resources or at least, uh, at least the places to start looking uh, to ask those kind of questions and, and see what kind of resources there are. What's up, you little fucknut? For anyone who doesn't know, this is Oliver. He's the most rambunctious little shit out of the three of them. Yeah, seriously, like, if you know how to, like, what do we do about a cat that, I mean, he never doesn't have energy, and I just don't know what else to do. Like, I, we do everything that I've seen, like, we have a scheduled feeding time. We give him toys. We have a scratching post, which he doesn't even fucking use. We play with him in the same room, which is out here in the living room. Like, we don't play with him in our bedroom. Like, I don't I don't know what else to do with him. He, th- I think the thing that separates him from the other two is... Also, for people who, like, can't see the video, we are talking about our cat. Yes. Our pet cat. Yeah, we don't have someone in a cage or something like that. Just because it's a fuck dungeon doesn't mean that we're keeping <laughs> captives. Um, and having sexual relations with them. Yeah. Um, we have scheduled feeding. <laughs> <laughs> this is our gimp. His name is Oliver. Say hello, Oliver. Stop. <laughs> oh, my God. 
<laughs> I am I'm cutting Phyllis's head off with a chainsaw. <laughs> <laughs> I am now cutting Phyllis's head off with a chainsaw. <laughs> If you're wondering what we're drinking on, this is a a rose barut. A barut. A brute. Yeah. Uh, got it at Aldi. Lol. <laughs> a cool six dollars. I think it was like four. Four. Yeah. Yeah. They are the Aldi that's over by us, and I'm pretty sure that this is kind of the. It's a little bit different than the U.S., where it's like by certain areas where you state do by state. don't have. Um, not only state by state, but like I guess county counties, by county. Pennsylvania is like definitely county, yeah. county, county, some, county. Some some places are just completely one way or the other. Yeah. Some states, but yeah, here it's like, um, and maybe it is like that at other parts of France. I really don't I know. No I doubt it. I doubt it too. There's just there's not the same stigma around drinking that you know we're used to. Obviously, like even when we were going out when we were in Paris and stuff like that, I'm like. All right, make sure you got your ID. And Abigail's like, they're not going to check you yeah. for ID. And I was like, what? And she's like, yeah, Hunter, they don't care. <laughs> like, we would, like, going out there, going to the brewery or something, as long as you yeah, don't even look the like other you're day, 12 years old, like, The other no day we went asking. to a brewery for Valentine's Day, and you were like, you have your ID? And I'm like, oh, my God, Hunter. <laughs> I'm just so used to it. <laughs> Which is funny, because when we were back home in the States, you forgot your ID all the fucking yeah. time so i don't understand yeah. why you're so pressed about it now i don't know i had too many times where i was excited to go out and be able to get a drink and i'd forget my mm-hmm. id and then i don't look old enough apparently it's so annoying because like it's back in the states before i started dating hunter i never got id'd ever like i was like uh, <laughs> uh. <laughs> i was the type of person that went out like earlier on in life than I did once I got old enough to actually mm-hmm. drink. I became such a homebody. So I was the type of person, like I paid my older sister to go to the DMV and get um, a new ID, like tell the DMV that she lost her ID. So she needed a new one and it cost $20 to get a new one. So I paid the $20 and then I used, you know, the ID that she lost, but didn't really <laughs> lose. <laughs> and, you know, I started using that, I think when I was like 18 or 19 and when I used her ID, I think that I actually had to hand it to someone to check maybe twice. And then when I turned 21, no one checked. And then you and I started dating, what, when we were 22, 23? 23. Yeah. No. Yeah. Maybe 22. 23. We've been together over two years now. Yes. I'm 25. Yeah, I guess you did. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. So 23, and all of a sudden, I started getting ID'd all the fucking time, and it was only when I was with you. Mm-hmm. So, apparently, I, I look, fuck, like, I don't understand. I don't look trustworthy. People assume I'm doing some sneaky shit. I don't think that's it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I guess I just look like a child. I guess. I don't know. There, I mean, but there's also been plenty of times where... um. I don't know. I, for me, I think that I've always just assumed that I was going to get carded. So the few times that I haven't, when we were back in the U.S., I was like really surprised. I was like, "Why do you? Why are you not carding me at this point?" Yeah. Like I'd go out to you know a bar or something like that, go get a couple drinks. No one would say anything. I'd be like, "Yeah, <laughs> it's but like listen, like I know it's so fucking annoying. This is like one of my biggest things. Like, I 
I I still have like my fucking high school body. I fucking hate it. I get mm-hmm. it. Like I don't have like when does this happen? Because I've seen girls younger than me have a woman's body. I've seen girls about my age have a woman's body. Like when does it fucking happen? When do it you, makes me when so do you angry. not look like you're a child? Still? Yeah. Like, when do you start get, looking like a fucking adult? I get that. Like I don't look old, but I also I look older than twenty one at the same time. Like I look at myself. And aside from the smoking cigarettes, which added a couple years onto uh, or took away a couple years of my life, probably, and, and maybe added another wrinkle or two, which I'm already going to I'm already wrinkly from the jump. Um, I don't look like I've never looked. I look at some. Here's the you thing. You look 21. though. You look old enough to be drinking. I think that for sure. I. Yeah, I don't think that I look younger than 21. Like, yeah, like I, I, I don't think we look like we're in high school. No. I definitely, I don't look like I'm 18 anymore. No, yeah. You know, to a point to where I would be in that in-between stage. Yeah. You're out of I high school. I just want to know when, like, I'm supposed to have a fucking woman's body. <laughs> because, I like, I think about it, and it's like, people think, like, you know, way back when, when they did fucking arranged marriages, or, like, you know, fucking, you get traded for a fucking sheep or something and it's like oh she's got like whip like baby bearing hips i don't fucking have baby bearing <laughs> hips like ha- i don't like when does that happen <laughs> yeah i uh i don't know i have looked in the mirror for a long time and thought when does this whole growing up thing happen seriously because uh um, and i don't get how it's so like proportionally different yeah. Cause you and I get like a lot of people that you see like on social media and stuff like they have work done. So sure. it's like I try not to compare myself, but it's also so hard not to. Cause it's yeah. like, how do you look so much older than me? Yeah. Yeah, the social media thing is definitely like that's something that I obviously don't have the same kind mm-hmm. of thoughts about, just because I don't, I don't have it. Yeah. And so I don't. Or, I mean, I do. Rena, though, did you check that shit out? Um, no, I, you know, I've, I haven't used social media for anything personal for a very long time. I, I had a stint of trying to use Instagram after someone else had forced me to make an account that they said they would manage and did a horrible job at it, hitting up dumb bitches that I didn't want to talk to. Um, but, yeah, even when I was on there and I started using that for myself, it was all, it had nothing to do with people. Mm-hmm. I followed like rappers, tattoo pages, yeah. and like design stuff, and that was it. Yeah. So I, I think my problem is like, I follow people for what I am interested in, which mm-hmm. is like fashion, lifestyle, makeup, and yeah. like health stuff like that. But then it's also kind of toxic too, because it's like, I feel like I follow a lot of people for makeup and fashion, like fashion and spo and lifestyle and stuff. And mm-hmm. a lot of those people. Not all of them, because I follow a lot of people who, like, are around my age, and, like, they they look like me. They look sure. like real people. There's so many of them out there. Yeah. But then there's also those few where you're, like, you have money, so you get to go to, like, you know, a dermatologist and esthetician all the fucking time. You get to go to a personal workout. Why can't I? F- a trainer. trainer. God. Yeah. <laughs> or, like, um, a dietitian and a nutritional planner. Right. Planner. Like, there's so many things and then on top of that like they get work done which is i mean listen i want i want some work done too i'm not like down i'm not judging people who get work done i think 
Well, and it's not. Like I think it's just one thing to be honest about it because then it's like you get the people who are un unhonest, dishonest. dishonest. Oh God, dishonest about it, and then it, and then it, you get you know women or young girls who look at them and they're like, oh my God, I'm how ca- how can they achieve that? Like I yeah. I don't look like that, and it's like well you don't look like that because it's not natural. So like that's what I was gonna. I say think too, you just should be honest about it because like yeah. they're let's take away the stigmatism. Of, I can't fucking stigma talk today. What? What? Let's take away a stigmatism. Fucking out of your eyes. Let's all see better, okay? <laughs> um, let's take away the stigma from like plastic or any type of work done because it's whatever. Like, if you want work yeah. done, you want work done. Sure. You shouldn't have to explain that to anyone else. But also, you should be like, listen, I look like this because of this, and I did this, and I'm not like. There's no reason to judge me for it, but it's right. also like, please don't look at me and be like, put yourself down because you don't look like that. Where yeah. when it's like, this isn't natural, you know. No, I agree. I think that I think that there's nothing, you know, just like you said, there's nothing wrong with getting the work done in the first place. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with being happy in the in the new skin that you have after yeah. getting work done like that. I mean, if obviously there's unhealthy limits to it, right? I, I mean, I right. think that there's people that do stuff like that for attention or to follow and and fit a certain mold or you know stuff like that but there's also a lot of people where i also think too like you can there's people who get addicted to it yeah like i I mean yeah addiction is yeah like addiction people do or you know people have excuse me people have personalities that lean toward addictive personalities you know and you can get addicted to anything and plastic surgery or work or whatever is one of them so i do think that some people can get addicted to it which that like being addicted to it obviously is not a healthy thing either but sure and and yeah there's i think that like anything else there's a healthy balance of it for one right i mean we all know the la monster that exists that's just like over the top disgusting uh, so far from looking like a fucking human it's it's terrible and we know great people who have fallen into being that plastic surgery is also at a different time now than it was with Mm -hmm. a lot of people who have been that for a long time where Mm -hmm. now the finesse of plastic surgery is not looking like you got plastic surgery it's definitely a lot more natural don't have it yeah it was just something that you know happened obviously i mean there are pictures so if it's someone who was famous didn't have it and then got it you can tell but that it falls into what you're talking about which is where for whatever reason even though the act of having plastic surgery done is i think very widely much more accepted now Mm -hmm. than it has been for a long time yeah yet the the stigma that comes along with it is that you're supposed to deny it and act like i'm all natural yeah there's no way that i got any plastic surgery done i don't understand why you wouldn't say Listen, you know, and I, I don't even think you have to go through like, here's what I got done. Like, no, you don't have you to don't. detail what you got done. Just like, yeah, I, I've had some work done. Why either can't that, it just be that? Uh, yeah, either that or if you say like, guys, I'm so pumped. I got my fucking nose done. I didn't like yeah. my nose all throughout my entire life. Yeah. And now I got a little bit of work yeah, done. Like and I, I follow love some it. YouTubers who are like, oh, my gosh, guys, go through like my boob journey with sure. me. Like, and it doesn't have to be a fucking weird thing. Like. Mm. It's like, oh, that's fucking cool. Because it's also like, if you want your boobs done, then you get to see people like their experience with it. Like, 
right who they went to and like did they like it was it comfortable like what the um recovery process was like you know like i can let's let's talk about it (laughs) yeah i think that when it comes to plastic surgery like for me that tattoos Mm -hmm. piercings anything like that there's body modification is like some uh, is a term that gets associated with like having holes in your cheeks and like cutting off your ear and shit like that yeah but it's literally anything that you modify anything that you're modifying your body Mm -hmm. to make you feel more comfortable in your body that would not happen naturally without operation Mm -hmm. that is that's a body modification so if you feel like like me for instance right abigail's a little bit different than me because abigail spent you know money in the past getting some of those you know whether it be piercings or tattoos or something like that and um i didn't because not saying that abigail's not like this because she (laughs) is she just is able to control herself um i know that once i start doing those kind of things like i just want to be done with it all right yeah i have a certain vision when i think about myself in the future and the way that i want to look there's things with that so like my ears are one of those things i don't even have Uh, yeah i think it's different because it's like i want my whole body tattoo just like you but like Mm -hmm. i've done it because it's like i'd rather just have a little bit like if like i can't get it finished right now because of money but like i just get something i think that's where you and i differ like it's yeah, like it doesn't bug me that it's not done. i mean it bugs me that it's not done because it's fucking annoying yeah. but at least i have something on me when and i think I, that's where you and i differ yeah Be, well and and the fact that yours is a group of like a bunch of individual tattoos that yeah, at but not one time all of or mine another are. no I know like that. my like sleeves aren't going to be like that my like right. um, both my arm sleeves and leg sleeves aren't going to be like that but, but like to me being as, as the rest of my body yeah is kind of just made up of just like small things that are just going to be kind of bundled up together but to me being as regimented as i am i want like a sleeve right yeah the way that i look at but i'm going to get a sleeve too like i have a half sleeve right now and it's going to be a full sleeve but that's your sleeve that's my whole body in my mind that's what i'm saying there's a difference in that like no part of my body is going to be a a bunch of pieces altogether it's Mm -hmm. all going to be individual quadrants of yeah design that's the difference in my head which is why when i think about getting it done it does it does bug me to think like oh i could get half of my sleeve done right now just to Mm -hmm. have something but then if I don't have that completed and then I know that once I have one done, I want the other one done and the front done and the back of me done and my legs done and my head done. And so, <sighs> yeah, yeah. But uh, what what I'm saying is that like when I think about me going through that process, the idea that what I would try to act like I didn't get tattooed or that I was not tattooed at some point, be right. like, no, right. I've always been tattooed. <laughs> it just, it, to me, it doesn't seem any different. Like, yeah. If I pierced my ears and someone was like, oh, you pierced your ears, right? And they look good. Mm-hmm. Or, or why did you do that or something like that? And I mean, to be like, I didn't pierce my ears. Yeah. Right. They've always been like that. Right. It's just, it, to me, like getting a nose job, a boob job, anything else, an ass, like whatever it is that you're doing, if you're doing it because to you, that makes you feel more secure, mm-hmm. especially if it's, a, if it's a good job. If you wait, to the point, you know, don't go get shitty plastic surgery, right? I mean, find someone who's going to do your shit up right. Because it's also dangerous, too, to do that. It's Please dangerous. Do that. <laughs> Some places do not use the right kind of 
materials to yeah. be able to do something like that. It's it's not just that it looks bad. Like you can have health aversions yeah. because of it. You know, so it, it's something that's important if you're going to do something like that. Just like with a tattoo. You don't want to go to a right, shitty exactly, tattoo yeah. artist. Like you go to someone who you vibe with, you like Make their sure shit. Make sure you see you them know? cleaning their shit. They yeah. get new needles out of the package. No, I um, I was going to say I know that there's you know people who will sit here and tell me about that time that they got their hood friend to tattoo them in the basement, and he you know, it's one of their favorite tattoos or whatever. But I think anyone who you know. I don't know. Anyone who gives a shit about getting tattoos is going to go to a good tattoo (laughs) artist, you know, and uh, I don't, you know, obviously do the same thing with anything that you're doing with that. It's all got its own risk to it. But, you know, I don't I I am just somebody who doesn't understand why. But even if you go down to the basement to someone and it's like whatever, it doesn't look that good or they're not that great. At least just make sure that they're fucking cleaning their shit. I don't fucking care if you go to a basement, go to someone's house like. I do not care. Like, I had a friend down in Florida that's tattooing out of his house, and it's like, cool, great. You have a fucking tattoo machine. That's cool. But they're just like, at least just make don't sure. Be dirty. Yeah, don't be don't dirty. Be that's all I'm asking. I don't fucking care if you go to someone's house to get a tattoo. Grungy. Just like, make sure you're not going to get diseases. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't get it either. I don't understand how there's so many people today in social media that are, you know, influencers and they don't understand the repercussions mm-hmm. of doing what you do. Like there's one thing it's it's one thing I think to take a legitimate stance, right? In the same way that you and I have talked about where you say, No, I don't want to adhere to certain, you know, new societal norms of what is and isn't okay and all that kind of stuff. Everyone has their different lines. Yeah. But I think that's because the two of us look at, you know, saying like a choice word that is going to offend somebody and being like, that's not really all that fucking important, right? And there's a difference between doing something like that and then encouraging a behavior where you modify yourself and then basically gaslight the rest of the world <laughs> into thinking that it was natural from the start. Yeah. Especially like if you do talk about something like the Kardashians where literally you can see it's insane within a, a matter of a couple years, yeah. a complete difference in face uh-huh. an entire figure mm-hmm. of an entire family of people. And then they go, nah, all natural baby. Right. They work like, hard for those no, bodies. No, you're not. There is no <laughs> physical way to attain. Like right. Kim Kardashian's ass, there is not a single And her legs being person. so small. It's so There's unfortunate. There's not a single person and in the world that no matter what you could do, talk? you would ever be able to attain that. Disproportionate. Oh my yeah. God, I'm having a... Anyways, I'm having an <laughs> Seriously, what is happening? Yeah, and it's sad because it's like... I don't know. I look at it like... There is a mental health crisis in the world right now, definitely within the young generations, like teenagers. Sure. It's And it's, I'm not saying that the sole reason for that is social media by any means. I don't. It doesn't help though. Yeah, it's, I'm saying it's pretty high up there on a reason yeah. because it's, I mean, I'm not a teenager anymore and I still find it hard to not compare myself. Like. I definitely struggled with it in high school. I don't know if people ever grow out of that, though. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, you don't grow out of it. I think you handle it better, like, now at my age. Some people. Yeah. But I think that, like, when you do get older, you tend to just kind of realize that 
things matter less mm-hmm. and like you know you you can maybe compare yourself a little bit less but yeah i don't think you grow out of it completely because it's it's part well, of human nature i think to just what like I'm saying kind is of that like maybe you have that knowledge or you have that perspective because that's how you operate but i, I think a lot of people, people do have, yeah but i've worked with people that have been well, I'm in not saying 50s. everyone. You can't. No, I, I can't. Al- you can't always say everyone. Like right. that's impossible. But I'm just saying that I think once you're out of high school, because high school sucks to begin mm-hmm. with, because you're with fucking other people who are trying to like compete and like high school is fucking weird. Mm-hmm. And I'm, like, <laughs> I'm thinking of like fucking Mean Girls. Like high school is like the African animal kingdom. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's just like so. I think when you get older you get out of the high schoolness of it so that becomes a little bit easier but yeah with social media it's such a different game now because like even like when we were in high school social media was like instagram was like fucking fucking came out like when we were we were in high school you know mm-hmm. so it's we didn't we didn't have that really growing up in high school so it's like i'm not exactly like sure on that but like social media is a fucking wild thing like it Mm -hmm. can be so good can be so great to like connect to different people like i think a lot of people use it when they you know when people get bullied at like school and they don't seem they seem to like think that they you know they don't have friends there they can find friends and community online i think that's great but then it's also like double-edged sword where you uh, you're like oh my god there's so many people fucking living their best lives and you know it's hard to not compare but i do think that once you get out of high school it becomes a little bit easier i'm not saying that it's completely like gone mm-hmm. you know because i still i mean i still struggle sometimes like sometimes i have to delete every single social media platform off my phone because i find it to be like i find myself comparing too much i find myself like oh my god their life is so much better than mine like why am i not doing that why don't i get to do stuff like that you know whatever it is Mm -hmm. so i think that yeah well i think it's also that i mean you being the person that is able to recognize that that Mm -hmm. feeling right Mm -hmm. before it's necessarily gotten to the point where it's overtaken you and now it's affecting your Mm day-to-day and being able to recognize that that's your line and so this is this is how i you know mitigate that issue from really taking over that's something that not a lot of people in general really are that good at doing for i think a long time Mm. i think it's learning your own limitations being honest with yourself about that stuff that's one of those that's one of those phrases one of the biggest pet peeves that i have is these phrases that are really either cliche or they're overused especially in today's climate where like mental health and and personal wellness is like so big there's all these things that people say that it's just the thing to say now yeah. and people have forgotten the meaning behind well, everyone it, wants to be like an inspirational like yes. speaker now yes so one of the things i think is this learning the limitations and being honest with yourself and you know i'm not saying that my limitations and my honesty with myself is for one always right Mm-hmm. For two, that I'm I'm really across the board, you know, adept at doing that. Or, you know, that I'm in a place to be able to talk to someone else about it. But that's the thing is that I know that. But mm-hmm. I do know that there are certain bits of it, right? I mean, my biggest thing um, is 
is getting on this level of, I would almost say apathy, right? And then the problem is for me is that once I get to that apathetic level, whether, and, and there's a lot of different ways where I can get to that point, but it can tend to really start affecting all the other things that I'm doing, right? And there's a lot of different ways that I get there. And as we've changed our situation, I think that I noticed different triggers now or different things that frustrate mm-hmm. me. I mean, at one time it was, you know, my drive or my job or something like that to where yeah. if I had certain amount of things go off in the wrong way that day, it was like there was no help. There was no hope that I'm going to be able to do anything of merit or value. Right. Um, and so I, I think that when you talk about noticing that happening, noticing mm-hmm. that feeling that it gives you beforehand. A lot of people, even if if somebody even notices that feeling, which I think is a minute amount of people, I think that a lot of people talk about that, but they think that they're different than others and mm-hmm. they don't have that issue, right? So if, if someone is honest enough with them, and I'm not saying everyone has that issue, you don't have that issue, like fucking kudos to you. I'm glad that yeah, you're, seriously. you know, I'm glad that you don't have to deal with something like that. But I think a lot of people... If they do recognize that, they don't do something to change it. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of people that will recognize an unhealthy thing, and then they just go like, mm, "Yeah, oh well." Or they it. think that, like, acknowledging it is enough. Right. Instead of doing something to make, yeah, a they difference think like, "Oh, it, I right? acknowledged this. I know this. I'm honest. Yeah, but I'm not doing anything." If you really care about personal well-being. And you recognize when I go on Instagram, right? And it's also a matter of being honest about what it is that you want to see, right? So I think there's a lot of people that maybe at one time or another have had certain interests, right? And certain people now, especially people who have been growing up with having something like Instagram, I think a lot of people don't go back through things like that and really clean out some of the things that are not as interesting to them. Oh my God, that was like the best moment yeah. of my life was going through like who i followed i unfollowed so many people yeah. i think i was like following over a thousand people on my instagram i think i follow like 300 people right now yeah. and i think it it's was so, so healthy good. to do that because what people don't do is and i get it right because if you've had a point in your in your life whether it's social media whether it's uh your phone contacts like as dumb yeah. as that sounds what you have who you have on fucking snapchat like no matter what it is who you follow on YouTube or something like that. Like, no matter what it is, I think as a culture of people with technology and with it being so handy, it becomes so easy over time to allow clutter to build up. And the problem is that when you allow that clutter to build up and you're just swiping through, you know, doing your daily swipe through of Instagram or something like that, and you're having to see all that clutter and you feel like to get rid of the clutter is such a big deal. Uh And I know I would feel better if I got rid of it because I don't want to see this bitch every single day. Mm -hmm. I don't I don't fucking like this bitch anymore. But yet every day you're still seeing her shit come up. Right. I saw somewhere, too. I forget who said it or where I saw it or whatever. But it was like not only sh- follow people who you like, enjoy things that you like mm-hmm. or are interested in, are people who make you feel good. Mm-hmm. Like follow people who look like you. This yeah, was like sure. a game changer. Like I, I think that like, like definitely minorities. I think this is super cool because mm-hmm. I, the girl who said this was, I want to say, oh, I want to say was v- she was Vietnamese. I could be so wrong. I can't remember who said it. This is bugged me. Anyways, 
she was like saying like you know like growing up like it was just always like white women everywhere and then i started following people of like asian descent Mm -hmm. and it's like i like now you can see like (coughs) women who look like you that are doing youtube or podcasting or acting or modeling whatever like follow people who look like you like for me personally like yeah white women are everywhere so it's kind of easy to fucking find white women yeah but like for me personally it's like i hate that like gaining weight is like super hard Mm -hmm. so like i don't like following people who you know have like the curves that i always more mesomorphic people yeah that like, don't have to work one way or the yeah, other exactly. just kind of right in that middle. right so like people who like women who have curves and stuff you're absolutely beautiful and i applaud you for looking like that i think it's awesome i've always wanted to look like that but i don't i have a mm-hmm. h- hard time gaining weight right so like following women who maybe struggle with the same thing like hey this is how i have gained weight or sure these are the workouts that i do to try to gain weight for as a woman who literally cannot gain weight or Mm -hmm. whatever it is like follow people who look like you follow people who maybe struggle with the same things that you struggle with or and like have found ways to beat those issues sure like don't just follow people that you like or make you like interested follow people that make you feel good because like you can relate or they look like you or like makes you kind of excited to be able to get into those avenues you know yeah yeah i think that when it comes to social media or really any type of media intake, it's all about trying to utilize the natural tribal tendencies that you have mm-hmm. while not allowing them to become unhealthy. Yeah. Right. I mean, like you can look at statistics and find that, you know, most people, most people will naturally, you know, um, become aligned to people of their same race, their same, you know, sexual orientation, mm. their same religion. These some of these larger, you know, um some of these larger socio and really socioeconomic, you know, factors. They're very easy to group up, right? And in in a way, if you don't if you're not healthily looking at what that is to you and and you're just subconsciously doing that, mm-hmm. then I think that they can be very unhealthy. And I think that that's a problem that a lot of people have today is not checking, you know, am I just hanging out with a bunch of hicks because I grew up as a hick and I have a, and I live in this kind of area, right? Am I, you know, a dude who grew up in, you know, downtown Chicago and now I've, you know, gotten out and done that kind of thing, but all I can ever find are people who have grown up out of, you know, same kind of situation or something like that there's certain elements of that that are healthy i think you know you you should find people and activities and content and things like that that you can relate to but to an extent mm-hmm. you know and and so i think that something like that where you find people who are either aligning with your interest aligning with your struggles aligning with your goals all those kind of things it's so important to build your community and i think mm-hmm. what a lot of people do today and i can only say this it's tough for me talking about something like this because I can only say so much from the outside looking in because I have been away from social media for so long. Mm. So when I talk about it, it's really just coming from a perspective of talking to other people about the issues that they find with social media, right? And so I I think that a problem that a lot of people have today is trying to find what that community is to them. Right. And that's something that me being someone who hasn't used 
the tool of social media for a long time, like the idea of kind of forming this community over time because mm-hmm. I'm starting now is a very stressful thing for me because I also don't want to let people into that community that I don't want to actually be there, you know? Um, but I think for a lot of people, they have the other kind of um, struggle with it, which is that at one time or another, they had very open arms to allowing all this junk content yeah. or junk people into yeah. that community. And now it's about having to skim it down. Whereas I've always been very skimmed level. And now it's about trying to be healthy in the other way, which is to grow and say like when it comes to music or art and, and media that I'm in taking on that end or, you know, podcast, YouTube creators, all those kind of things to find, okay, What's the difference between something that is, you know, interesting to me versus inspiring to me versus somebody who I would really like to connect with, you know, on a personal level yeah. and kind of like finding all of those different things and building community over time. But I, like I said, I, I think a lot of people really have an issue with, you know, three years ago, this girl and I were super close, you know, because I think a lot of people also, they, they kind of jump off of emotion, right? It's one thing to like fall out with a friend and be like fuck that bitch I'm I'm unadding her on everything yeah. or unfriending her or unfollowing her and you take her off of everything and, and that's it right but yeah it's those people that you've kind of like drifted away from over time and then and you have like no weird, bad blood between you guys but there's this but weird like, obligation that people yeah. feel to stay connected yeah because I mean I like I said like I I've gone through my Instagram like following and even still there's still people like that like it's like that like oh there's no like nothing bad happens between us but you know people drift apart like a lot of people from high school like I still follow on there mm-hmm. but I don't talk to anyone from high school but it's just like I still follow them because there's no there's like no, no, no bad blood between us sure. like there's like we didn't get into an argument or anything we just don't or talk how, anymore how you know? about this one how about this one people who act who have their online persona very very different than how they are in person yeah. that one kills me i remember because i did the the one thing that i guess is now more social media especially since i started having like stories and stuff like that snapchat mm-hmm. i did use snapchat for a while um i didn't i shouldn't say that i, I think didn't snapchat has like fallen off now though has it i don't know i have no idea i i when i say i use snapchat it was like every once in a while there were certain people that you know you stuff would happen and I had like you know three to five people let's say on there at any time Abigail being one of them that (laughs) were like the people that I would randomly snapchat or get something from you know um but it wasn't a lot yeah but I did fall into the trap that I think anybody who uses any social media thing where you go through the stories and see all that kind of shit there were people on there that I was still I wouldn't say friends with, but I was associates with them, right? We had that's what I that's the word that I use and I mean it when I say it. <laughs> it's a it's a very different level to being a friend in my head because it's well, so yeah. tiered in my mind, right? So it's like not only were you not uh, like and associates are people that I can really legitimately like. Mm-hmm. I can see them out somewhere like we were in similar circles of friends or you know, coinciding circles of friends or whatever. I had no problem with them, but they were kept at a distance for one reason or the other. And I remember people, multiple people over time, confronting me in person because I unadded them. What? On social media. Yeah, one of them was um, when I talk about 
so I the whole Instagram thing about someone else um, having or like managing quote unquote my Instagram before was um, I hadn't had it that in any social media for years, right? Mm-hmm. And so um, I was in the single life game, doing terribly <laughs> as expected, and um, my roommate at the time was like. I should just let me get on Instagram, make an account for you, and... What, he thought you were going to, like, pull bitches on Instagram? I don't yes. understand. Yes. First of all, that's, like, the worst way to meet women. No one... No women... Woman... I... Woman... I literally feel like I'm going through something right now. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with me? No woman <laughs> wants to have, like, a fucking message like that like no one when he wasn't he wasn't being like douchey about it i will I don't say, know I'll i still like but he, and it's I, not like and it's not like he was doing it it's not like he was just hitting up every chick that he couldn't be like hey what's up and like sliding yeah. into dms he didn't do that and what but then what what was it the was strategy? scouting Ew. it was like and, and when i say let me clarify something when i say that this guy was straight up managing this profile mm-hmm. i mean he made the username, the password, <laughs> sent it to me, and was like, if you ever want to get on. It wasn't in... This sounds so... I know. And, and pimping you out. This is why, this is why I want to I want to clarify it. It also was not completely for pulling hoes. That's not what it was. He was saying, I think that it would be good for you as a person uh-huh. to have a healthy amount of this in your life. I think it would be better for you to connect with more people. But it's You're like, single now. But I know that it's difficult for you to do it on your own. So let me be the like the liaison into you doing it. Because I think it would be good for you as a person. But then it's like if he's doing that, like it's not really good for you. Because it's like you weren't on there doing anything. Well, and so this That's is the thing, right? So like I only posted on that account a couple times. And it was something to where like, you know, I was working on my truck. Right, like doing an oil change on my Ew, truck. You were that type of fucking person. He took pictures of me while I was doing <laughs> it, and like put it up on there. You, oh, he posted that. So yes. you didn't post. I it. didn't know when he what was, was posting the shit. I have no fucking oh, clue. Oh, I want to know the captions. I have so no idea. Because when I took over when the account, like, I deleted like, it all. Like you, like wiping sweat off your brow. He, kind of you know what he tried <laughs> to do? You know what he did do? This cracks me up. He took um oil. Mm-hmm. and put it on his hand and like wiped more of it on my shirt and was like that way it looks like you got a little bit more dirty and i was like if you get that dirty on your own shirt doing an oil job it means that you don't know how to fucking change oil so that doesn't really prove he's this like yeah but so girls will like weird. that yeah so Wait, no, no 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 okay first of all this is like the worst person for you to be man- <laughs> like be managing your instagram because like look literally listen talk to any woman that's on fucking any dating apps or like instagram or literally whatever mm-hmm. fucking two worst pictures that can be on their dating profile hunting Three, and fishing a man holding up a fish yeah yep. a man fucking posing with his truck or like doing yep. something with his truck or taking and just three, a standalone picture of the car yeah, yeah or three fucking holding up a dead deer dead by animal, the antlers yeah. i know i know this is horrible and i knew that at the time you know but, yeah, so it was, like, there were two or three different posts where we were doing something, and he snapped pictures of me. Yeah. Made post. I didn't know what the caption was. I didn't know I, anything. I want to know. I wish I could he see followed, the caption. He followed people that I... He followed people I didn't know 
Okay, now here's the thing. I know for a lot of people on social media, you're like, hey, crotchety, McCrotchety, fuck. I, I follow a shit ton of people that I don't know. And if you're if you're following people that you don't know because you appreciate their content or something like that, you like what you see on their account, that's completely different. I was out of high school, and he was following people that he knew from other schools that I had never met. That is dumb, small-town bullshit. Yeah. And I didn't even know that. So... Fast forward like a good few weeks, maybe even a couple months. Mm-hmm. I mean, he had had this going for a little bit. Um, I get, <laughs> I get this message from him, and he's like, "Hey, oh god, long on Instagram right now." Oh no, <laughs> checking your messages. I'm setting you up. You're oh welcome. my god! And I'm like, okay. So I go on. Mm-hmm. First of all, I, I check, I, I go on there and I see like, you know, I'm following 200 some people or whatever. It might have not been that much. I don't know how much it was, but it was way more people than I would have been following. I'll tell you that. I start looking through. I'm like, who the fuck are all these people? So I see that. I see the couple posts with some captions or whatever that I was like, this is so bad. But the thing is, is that because I was known as the guy who didn't have social media. Yeah. People did people were, know it wasn't you? Did people no, think that? No, people really? thought it was me. What? People were creaming in their pants that I got on social media for the first time. Hunter fucking just being the star of the small town. I'm not joking. <laughs> Everyone was like, oh my God, Hunter Morningstar is on Instagram now. And it was so funny it's to me. It's so funny to me because it's like if I talked about, like we grew up in the same county. We didn't go to the same schools or anything. We were in the same county. And when, like our county was so fucking small. So like the schools in the county. Mm-hmm extremely fucking small and the school that i went to in the county was probably the smallest other than like yours that you went to but it, that's like you is know hancock little. still i don't think hancock's a school anymore yeah because it's it not was washington county still it was washington it? county but it's not a school anymore because my cousins went to hancock and then they ended up having to go somewhere else because they, yeah, they, they closed down the school yeah because there wasn't that was probably the smallest that was probably Smithburg. the smallest one yeah but smithsburg's probably what one of, if not the smallest. Yeah, because Clear Spring and Boonesboro are both They're bigger, bigger. Yeah. And North and South are way bigger. The biggest. Williamsport. Yeah, Williamsport too. I forgot that. Is there anyone else? No, I think that's everything in yeah. Washington County. Yeah, but like just letting you guys know exactly where the fuck we were. <laughs> <laughs> not that any of you know anything of what we're fucking yeah. talking about, exi- aside from family and friends. Right. <laughs> but like, I've never heard of any of these places before. I think if I talked. Like, I never did, but if I were to have talked about Hunter Morningstar at my school, everyone would be like, who the Nobody fuck? Nobody would have known who the <laughs> fuck I was, but around my area, I'm a fucking OG, ho. I don't think you are. Yeah, well. I think you were maybe at your, he went to like a school for the arts. Mm-hmm. And maybe because you weren't like, like the them. rest of the people there, everyone was like, oh my god, Hunter is so cool. Yeah. I mean, I did. I did know people from other schools and stuff that I was cool with, but no, they didn't hype me up the same way the people <laughs> in my own school did. No, not at all. Yeah, but I would say that that the whole like me having an Instagram thing was a giant thing. I mean, it was because the other thing was too, you know, you were already out of high school. You said yes. So the other thing is why too is, is that why I why is everyone so fucking hyped then? I feel like you went with a lot of leave. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I think you had a lot of people HCC. that you went to high school with that are, like, 
never left high no. school. No. No, they haven't. Even when they went to college, it was about coming back and partying with the people from high school. Now, you imagine going yeah. to college, coming back home to Smithsburg, and I going can't. out to a Smithsburg party. Well, that's like fucking everyone who still goes to the... F- I... Uh, Wolf's Den. Wolf's Den, baby. I just, like, yeah, I can't imagine... I mean, like, listen, like, the people that I went to high school with and were friends with, like I said, like, I don't have bad blood with them. I don't fucking get in a fight with them or whatever, but, like... I also don't want to be friends with them yeah. again. And they definitely also go to Wolfston. And yeah. I can't even imagine walking in there and seeing everyone. Like, yeah, I know. It would just be so weird. I couldn't do it. But yeah, this this guy. But that's also small town living. Yeah. Everyone's still there. This dude ended up, he's like, go on there and check it out. So I log on. He had already started the conversation as me. Okay, so it's not like... Well, yeah, I mean, he can't, like, fucking No, but pretend. I'm saying, like, okay. So, the girl... It's like a ghost writing for you. Yes. <laughs> the girl was somebody that I grew up with. Like, grew up with as in from Would you have been interested school. in her if... Net. Oh, okay. Burr. <laughs> this bitch had been on my dick since first grade, okay? Yes. I want to know who it is. You don't know her. And oh, if you okay. do, you would... Maybe okay. I can't say that. You might know her because she's ho status one hundred. Like she's what ho status one hundred. She is nasty. Okay, she wasn't always nasty. She used to be a good enough person that was just a kid that was into me. He needs to tell me after this. I'm. I will. I'm so curious. She. So. The th- what I was going to say earlier, too, was that it wasn't just my school where people were pumped about it, too. It was people that I had known from when I went to Northern, mm-hmm. a bunch of people that went to North, and that I hadn't talked to in a while, mm-hmm. and only seen a couple of them here and there. But for them, it was always this thing where they were like, oh my god, Hunter! And so for them, getting to reconnect with me mm-hmm. was also like, oh shit, we finally know what's happening with Hunter, because we haven't heard <laughs> from him in five years. Like, Yeah, you're getting oil on your shirt. Right, right. <laughs> Thank God you they on cars? That. I thought they were a thinger. <laughs> God, the amount of fucking times I've heard that in my life. Um, so, yeah. So, he had been spitting game. Now, here's the thing. This girl... Was he actually even a smooth talker, though? Like He thought. Oh, okay. He did like the... He did like the whitewashed black talking. Was he better than you? At- Nobody's better than me at smooth talking. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, he wasn't better than me. He just told bitches what they wanted to hear, and I don't do that. When did? How? When have you ever smooth talked to me? I don't smooth talk. <laughs> um, no, he. So, this girl I hadn't, you know, grew up. Elementary and middle school, being around her, mm-hmm. hanging out, like hanging out, you know, being in uh, the same neighborhood and stuff like that. And it was, it, I knew, it was one of those weird things growing all the way up where it was like, you know that the other person's into you. She was never quiet about being into me. Uh-huh. And then it was just like this weird thing where I was never into her. But like, I th- still thought that we were friends. So like, I didn't want to like ruin that. Yeah. Then... I went away to Bisfa. She went to North. She started acting like a nasty hoe. I was at Bisfa doing my thing. And then when we graduated, she had some mutual friends of me and my roommate. Mm-hmm. 
So there were a couple times where, not by my direction, this chick was invited out to some of our bangers. Was she there when I was there? She might have been. <gasps> I don't know for sure. Mm, okay. She might have been, but I don't think so. But I, ca- I can't remember, honestly. She was the one, if you remember me telling you this, that confronted me at one of my parties because she said, I have been trying to come on to you every time that I've seen you mm-hmm. for I don't know how long. And for whatever reason, like, you never do it, and I just want to know why. And I said, you ever think, like, I don't think you're fucking attractive? You ever think that maybe you're just a nasty hoe that I don't want to fuck with? And she was like, no. And I was like, maybe you should. Like, (laughs) I was so annoyed. She pulled me aside at my party, but not aside, in the fucking kitchen in front of everyone. And was like, why won't you fuck me? And I was like, (laughs) you're nasty. I don't want to fuck you. Good for her. Yeah, sure. Yeah, good for her. (laughs) Stand up to the fucking, stand up to the patriarchy. No, it was dumb. So, um... But yeah, good for her for asking why. I mean, I no seriously, honestly, like, good for her. Like, no, n- I'm not kidding you. Like, fucking, like, good for her because it's like there would have been a better way to do it. Maybe I don't know. Sometimes you gotta just know why won't you fuck me? There was a better situation to do that. Maybe like maybe pulling me into the an empty room and being like, hey, something gonna happen here? Yes or no? <laughs> no. Okay. Yeah, maybe Sorry. Maybe start off there, and then if you didn't get anywhere, then lead to the, hey, why won't you fuck me in front of everyone? That's fair. Right, yeah. Let it escalate naturally. Yeah, that's fair. I'll give you that. <laughs> yeah, but he had, he had tried talking to this girl and had already heightened it to the point of acting like was this before she called you out in the party or after actually no i know that it was before because when he took over Uh, the account from me oh well then that's fucking his fault because it's like if he's leading her on on your instagram no wonder she called you out like that i i brought it this is what i was gonna say so he had already brought it all the way up to here Uh uh-huh i brought it down like this as soon as like because he said hey jump on there and take over and i was like what are you talking about i got on there he had yeah but like did you be like you should have been like, hey, like. I did that, after the fact. That wasn't me. Like, I didn't do it then. Because it was weird to do it in the middle yeah. of the conversation. Because that's just I mean. toned it back down. That's and mean. later on, I came back to him and was like, hey, I want to let you know. Like, I was not on the account. Yeah. Because that that's honestly mean. Yeah, I know. Well, and that's the whole thing, right? It's like, it would have been one thing if you would have come to me and said, hey, I got this bitch on the hook. You want to do something or not? And then yeah. we say no because it's also like because I would have never been like, "Hey, go go butter her up for me, yeah. and then let me go ahead and yeah, one, slide in." That's kind of like, weird. To it be is honest weird. With you. Like it's fucking like what do they call the guy who fucking jerks off the guy in porn? Oh, um, it's literally jerks off the guy in porn. Yeah, you know. I don't know what the term is. You can get some like in the mood. Oh my god, you really don't know what I'm talking about. Like a dude doing it for another dude before the yeah. scene. Yeah. Like they warm, they warm them up. That's literally a job. Didn't know that. Oh my god, what is it called? It's I figured called those something. guys just jerked themselves and then got into it. No, it's called something. Most male porn stars have an issue with not being able to come unless they're jerking off, which is why yeah. they always have the the cum shot because yeah. They well, yeah, I know that, but there's there's someone that I didn't know that. I didn't like know there was warm a warm them up. up. Yeah, like they. It, fuck, what are they called? But that's literally what's happening Dumb. right now. But that's. 
it's rude because it's like you know for one that this girl has been interested in you so you well, know she was that like was the shit so that I told, excited yeah that was what I, that was what i told him i was like you know yeah that's that rude. she feels like, like that. that so that was a that was a shitty thing for you to do yeah right but what i was going to say was so like that was one situation that came out of that but the other thing was that like i said he had followed all these random ass people mm-hmm. right and so not not too long after that happened with her i did kind of keep like after i got on there the first time i was like let me kind of jump on here and like see what else is going on yeah so i had a couple times where i was doing it and this wasn't even like you never followed me rude well this is what i was gonna say was that i went on there and i had a small stint where i basically cleared out all the dumb shit that he did Mm. okay so i like cleared out the um cleared out the people who you know were like that i didn't know or that i would not have fucking followed and took all them out and only kept around it was like 25 people or something Mm. like that i was not one of them i didn't follow any new people because i kept that account for maybe like a week Mm. or something like that i would i tried to get on there a few times i was like let me try to just keep on with this and maybe it wasn't a week maybe it was longer than that but i only logged in like every once in a while nothing was happening i was not interested but i was trying to force myself to do it the only time that i used instagram realistically for a longer period of time was later on Mm -hmm. and i made uh i made an account under a different pseudonym that i had at the time and um was just having it like it was not associated with me i posted Mm -hmm. nothing it was about uh content curation Mm. So I was like, it was like art and tattoos and stuff like that. That's what I was talking about earlier. So I didn't follow a person on there at all. I just followed content stuff that I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. Um, And it wasn't under my name and I didn't post anything. Mm. Um, So, and I appreciated doing that because it was, you know, had nothing to do with me and it was just doing that. But um, when I unfollowed all those people and erased my shit, I went to some birthday party of someone that I went to high school with uh-huh. and someone else at the birthday party confronted me in person and said, I saw that you unfollowed me on Instagram. What? Yeah. And it was somebody who I was who never cares. That's so weird. It, well, how do you know your followers enough to know who follows and unfollows I you? Think right? There are, aren't there apps that you can get to see. I, I can't remember. I think that like, I can't remember. Cause I was always, I've, like, up until recently, I was always, like, on and off on Instagram. I think that maybe beforehand there was a feature where it showed you, like, on followers, like, on the actual mm. app. I could be totally wrong. I thought that it wrong. never had that. I thought that you had to get, like, a third-party app to see I don't who know. unfollowed and blocked you and, like, tied into the I mean, they could the have very just been, like, just going no, through yeah, their followers. Right. Hunter, I don't Hunter had followed me at one time. Now he doesn't anymore. Like yeah, I really don't know. I don't know because I've never I've never done anything like that. And yeah. but no, yeah, I don't they know. they came up to me and said that. And my response to them in person because this was somebody who I had gone to high school with. I never had like you said. I never had a problem with them. Mm-hmm. They were just somebody that, like when I went through and cleared all that out, I was like, who do I actually care about seeing something from? Yeah, and that was a very few amount of people. It didn't mean. That I didn't like you as a person if I didn't follow you, right? I just don't care to see your shit. I just don't care what you're doing. Right. So, like, if I see you in person, yeah, sure, I'll sit there and talk with you. I'd, you know, tell me about what's going on, right? And we can have a good conversation, but, like, I don't need to see what you're doing all the time. Mm-hmm. And so that was my, th- and honestly, that would still be my mindset on it now is, like, 
if I were to follow an individual person, it would be because I want to see what's coming from that person, right? It doesn't yeah. mean that because I don't follow you, I don't care, or that yeah. I don't support you as yeah. a person. But that's what I took it as, because that's what the fucking mentality is, is like, yeah. you don't follow me, you don't care about me, what, we were never friends, what's happened, what's going on? So she got in my face about it, and I was like, first of all... You're going to have to tell me who this is, too, afterwards. Yeah, this one I really don't think that you Oh, know. okay. Because um, I only knew her through going to Barbara Ingram, mm-hmm. and she was from like Boonesboro or Williamsport or something like that. And they, she was a couple years younger than us. Oh, okay. Then probably um, not. But yeah, she, she got on my face about it and I was like, I don't have a problem with you. We're just not close. And right. when I followed you on there, it was not me. It was Josiah who I just outed and I didn't mean to, but <laughs> whatever. <laughs> he can fucking, he can suck a dick and die. Um, so I could give a shit, but I said it was, it was him who, you know, made the account and was doing stuff with it. He was trying to get me to, you know, get onto it. He followed you and she was like, but I don't understand why would you unfollow me? She couldn't like get it through her head. And I was like, it Mm. doesn't mean that I have a problem with you. I was Mm. like, I'm sitting here talking because here's the thing, right? This is what she did. She started talking with me beforehand and didn't bring it up. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't even thinking about it. I wasn't thinking right, like, why oh would my you? God, yeah, yeah. Like, she's going to know that I unfollowed her and have a problem with me. So we were having perfectly fine conversation, making mm-hmm. jokes, talking about stuff because I hadn't seen her in a while. And then she brought it up like she was like catching me in the act and was in as though I was going to be like make up some lie and be yeah. like, I didn't know that I unfollowed you oh or something God, like it that. It I'm so sorry. I'll follow you right now. Exactly. <laughs> and I don't know if that's what she wanted out of it, but she like thought that she was catching me in the act and I was like, yeah. I did. I don't need to see that. Like, mm-hmm. has nothing to do with you. I said, didn't we just, haven't we been sitting here having right. a good conversation this entire yeah. time? Like, has this been burning in the back of your well, mind? Well, maybe that's why time? she called you out then. Like, we're she's having like, a good time talking. What, like, like, yeah, yeah, like, we're obviously okay. So why would you do that? <laughs> yeah. And I was just like, I just, I said, how many people do you think that I follow on there? And she's like, I don't know. I said, there's literally less than 30 people that I'm following. I said, and I'm not posting anything. So Mm. it's just people that I'm close with. You're not one of those people. I was like, if you want to be closer, like, that's a different conversation. But, like, I don't think you do. And I'm not necessarily pressed on doing that. And there's nothing wrong with that. And when I explained it like that, she didn't have anything to say. She was just like, "Uh, uh." (laughs) and that was it. That was the one time I got confronted. And the other time I got confronted, it was um, from unfollowing someone on Snapchat because they were the kind of person that put up like 20 posts a day and it was um them either doing the same pose every day which was like this one you're not zoomed in so you can't see but it was like this eyes closed lips puckered mm, and then a filter on it while she was in the car or something like that but it would be like that same post like three or four different times in a day with different filters and in different lighting and stuff like that but the same fucking picture every time or yeah, some it would are be, just fucking annoying to follow. Or it would be her getting high or drunk with a friend and being like annoying drunk white girl vibes. Like lip syncing to a song. No, be like, <laughs> like laughing the whole time and they're like, da, da, like, like scream singing a song, not lip syncing mm. a song, you know? Dancing my my least favorite dumb. is like lip syncing to a song, but like not lip syncing correctly because you don't fucking know the words. Yes, I love that. <laughs> um, or the last one, which I don't know about you, but I hated even more, which was her Latino family fighting. She posted that? Yeah. That's weird. Yeah. Do like people she, do that? Uh, yeah, people film like people and because 
it was not legitimate fighting. It was that whole thing where it's like the family that fights about every little thing but gets the elevated point of yelling about everything, not yeah, see, bickering. Like, I like the videos where it's like actually funny, but like doing it every single time it happens, that's not funny. Yeah, it'd be like it'd be like a mom Like any family that like there's an argument and you know, like there's videos like on yeah. TikTok or YouTube or whatever it yeah, if is. If it's good, it's good. It's funny. Right? But it'd be like her but mom But it's like it's like that one time where it's actually yeah. funny. Like someone said something funny and someone had like a funny response or whatever right. it is. It's like not fucking every single thing. Like, fucking keep it'd be, some shit private. I know. It'd be her mom and her cousin and her brother, and they'd be, like, having a debate, mm-hmm. and it'd be half in English, half in Spanish, and she would be, like, sitting there, and she's, like, <laughs> behind the camera, mm-hmm. and it's, you know, the mom's, like, making threats and, like, holding up the sandal act and, like, it's a joke, and the kid's, like, oh, whatever, man, fuck you. Like, it was so fucking stupid, and it, and that was every day yeah that's annoying and so for me when i'd be going through the stories of stuff i looked at it again as saying like this is at a different point now right this is i'm an adult i've been hanging out with certain groups of friends Mm -hmm. that have other groups of friends that i see regularly snapchat's not so annoying of a thing that i feel like i have to unfollow people that like if i'm not cool with you like real close i had a different mindset at that time so there were certain people like that there were associates or kind of like that outside the rim friend that i would still follow but most of them didn't do annoying shit like that she kept doing it and that was just her online persona where she was acting like that all the time so for me i got annoyed with it and i unedited her one day she shows up to my house with someone else um that i invited over uh so you didn't invite her over didn't invite her the friend brought her right it was someone that you met at uh the last party that we had for um okay for the the last one that we had at the house yeah right and you met her and you liked her enough uh but i invited her over because we were friends and but she had never been to the house okay and so she had the talked girl about that the you house. Inv- you actually invited i met her that's yes. what you're saying yes okay so i said like you know she talked about coming over to the house but the thing was she was that girl that was like always getting with these like you know the really controlling stuck in middle school boyfriends mm-hmm. that are like you know wrapping an arm around their neck yeah. when they're in public to like, like show like dominance yeah exactly yeah. and like you know you go to snapchat her and they someone back of the two of them together yeah. and you're like yeah. okay and he's the one that's obviously holding the phone and he's yeah. like he's responding instead yeah. of her but yeah. she's just like ew yeah really bad right and so she had gone through a couple one of those and like you know we were always cool we uh-huh. had we had a good time talking and so i was never weird about that i would just literally like let her do her thing once I realized she was in another one of those. And then she would end up normally hitting me up when she wasn't in that mm. anymore. And I'd be like, what the fuck was that shit? And she'd yeah. be like, I honestly don't even know. Whatever. Dumb shit, right? But she had always wanted to come over to the house and hang out. And, and you know, I was like, yeah, sure. And so finally, we got a little window of time where she wasn't with some dumb controlling guy. And, you know, I was like, hey, I've got time. Like, do you want to come over and hang out tonight for a little bit? Yeah, sure. And then she brought someone without even, like, telling you? Yeah, I don't know if it was because, mm. you know, uh, like, and I, I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with this, but, uh, like, the girl, like, buddy security thing when going to hang out with a guy, I don't necessarily have a I feel like I only do that, though, that. if I've, like... Never met them before? Or, like, never hung out yeah. alone, like, hung out with them before? Yeah, and I've had it happen with me a couple different times with chicks, and it really fucking annoys me, because, like... But even if I am going to do that, I at least let them know that I'm doing and it. And that's the other thing that pisses me because, off. Because, yeah, I've that done that I before, too. Told. Like, hey, I don't really feel comfortable. Like, can you... Like, I'm going to say, like, 
can it just be like a hangout? Like, oh, I'm, I have a friend with me. Is that okay? Like, right. Like, yeah, sure. Like, I get that being safety, like, whatever. You, yeah. And sure. me too, because I don't least, have a problem with it. But like, but like at least when I open know, my like, door, te- yeah, text the guy and be like, hey, um, I still want to hang out, but like, I have a friend with me. Like, is that okay? Yes. Like, it's not, it doesn't have to be like a, and the weird answer, thing. the answer would have been yes, by the way. Like, again, I did not have a problem with the friend that she brought. Yeah. But, right. Yeah. It had been not long after I had unadded her on Snapchat. Mm-hmm. So I open up the door and for oh, one... Oh, yeah, I forgot this is what you're saying, yeah. So for one, the friend is there and I was not told that the friend was coming with her. Yeah. I think it's she, just, just common said, courtesy of just like yeah, being like... I'm coming to your, your place. house. I mean, let me tell them that like there's someone else that they weren't sure of. Mm-hmm. Because what if it was someone that you didn't know? Right. And it's like... Which has happened. And again, like you could have been okay with it because it's like this girl like you probably would have known that like she was doing it out of making her feel comfortable and it'd be Which like wouldn't have been a problem yeah like it's okay but at least like i, I mean it know. would still be annoying to me because i knew the girl i was friends with the girl and right if you know me you know that i'm not a fucking creep right so it would have annoyed me because i i don't but at the same time i would never say that to them and be mm-hmm. like no it's right. you or you're not coming. Yeah, like, because then you're then coming off as creepy. a creep. Yeah. I wouldn't say that. I would just, I would be annoyed because it'd be like, why can't the two of us hang out as friends and that be okay? Right. Because I've done that with plenty of other people, whether you're a guy or a girl. Yeah. Yeah, but, like I said, like, I've only ever done that with, like, someone who I wasn't friends with for a while or, like, never really hung out with them. Like, right. there's plenty of guys that I was friends with and I went to go hang out with them and I didn't feel the need to bring someone. Yeah, Sure. Well, but and the, I've only their own. like yeah. if that's what she needed, whatever. But. Yeah, and that's fine. Like, but yeah, she she showed up with her, and then I can't remember if I can't remember if she the friend that she brought said something to me in person that night, or if she texted me about it later, or if she said something at like uh, some kind of party or get together or something like that. But she explicitly at one time or another did bring me up on that. I only remember, I only bring up that time because that time that she come, that she came over with, mm. you know, uh, the, the girl that I invited over, she was acting really, really weird. And like this whole weird standoffish vibe, which again was weird for me. Cause I was like, I literally just invited over a friend to hang out tonight. Like I did not know that I was going to be vetted by the <laughs> mutual friend that we're both, friends with, with yeah that now acts like she has a problem with me but i think it was because i had unadded her on that snapchat that is so weird to me and then either that night or a night not that long afterwards she asked me the question of why did you want to add me on snapchat and i said do you honestly want to know why i unadded you i said i have zero problem with you right we're hanging out we have a great time talking in person i said i think you're funny mm-hmm. i enjoy talking with you but when you're online you're not you. You're, You're a different person. So I said, I only follow people that are either not annoying to me or that don't really post a whole lot. Because mm-hmm. if you're the kind of person that posts every day and it's not even you, mm. it's you trying to give this persona of being some hot bitch and trying to be funny and showing off your fucking Latino family like yelling at each other nonstop. I don't want to see that every day. Yeah. And certainly not every day, every time that I get on there. So that's why I unfollowed you because I just didn't want to be following you anymore because I didn't like what I was seeing on there and it was annoying to me. And again, when I said something like that, because that's the whole thing, right? People only 
rip you up on shit that they don't think that you're going to give a good answer on. Nobody ever does something like that with yeah, the they're, expectation they're that you're going to come back with They're calling something. you out, like, thinking that they're going to fucking get, like, yeah. their word in. Yes. But then you come back and it's like, okay, I'll be honest. And yeah. give you, like, why, actually. And they're like, oh, oh shit. Yeah. And, yeah, what and the fuck am I supposed to say, say now? Like, they probably okay. had, like, this huge thing in their head to, like, fucking, like, talk shit on Everyone you. Everyone does. And then, like, as soon as... Because they're thinking, I'm going to call them out, and they're going to be like, oh, uh, uh, duh. And then yeah. they're, they're going to be, like, able to talk their shit, and then you then you talk yours, and they're like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can we, can I take a pee break? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I got I to gotta tinkle. Okay. <laughs> Okay, now that I've emptied my bladder. Okay. <laughs> Abigail did too. She just wants to seem cool. I mean, okay. How does that? Okay. <laughs> also got more wine. Yes. Rose brute. Ew. 
You want to know something cool about being over in France? Oh, I thought you were going to say something cool about me. Something cool about Abigail is she's got good taste in jewelry. Check it out. Yeah. Um, Not what I thought you would say, but okay. Cool thing about living in France is that they've got a bunch of wine that's dirt cheap, I'm assuming, because they don't have to export it from mm-hmm. the country that it's being made in. And you can get it at Aldi. And It's so good. I was going to talk about this earlier, and we somehow got off track. From yeah, we brought it up. Aldi, but... Yeah, you can get, like, a bunch of... I mean, there's a whole aisle of wine. And, yeah, some of it is a little bit more expensive. Like, I mean, you can get a normal, you know... 20, 30, whatever. 10, 20, 30 dollar bottle or whatever from at Aldi. But um, we, like, bargain shop on getting wine and alcohol. Yeah, we haven't got a bottle of wine over $5 yet. Nope. We keep getting, like, you know, Bordeaux's and... Mm. I mean, there's... And they're, you know, a couple years old yeah. from some Chateau. Like, it's the same kind of bottle that you would get in the U.S. for... $15, $20. Yeah, easily. Yeah. It's five bucks. Yeah, they're good. Cool. And, like, in Maryland, you can't buy alcohol in grocery stores or, like, you can only buy alcohol in liquor stores. And it's the same in Pennsylvania, too. In some places. In some places. Where yeah. we were in Pennsylvania, that's how it was. Not only that, but you had to go to a separate place for wine and spirits versus mm-hmm. a beer distributor yeah the only place that wasn't like that was sheets sheets yeah. has some weird so weird i don't know how that, yeah that. i don't either but um down in florida you could buy fucking alcohol anywhere yeah. like if this if there was a store you most likely could buy alcohol yeah. from it and so i like I, I moved down to florida right after i graduated high school so i was pretty used to being able to get alcohol in stores because when i was in high school you know, I had someone else fucking buying alcohol for me. It was right. never me. So I didn't, I guess I didn't even think about it. Um, but I bought, I bought wine from Aldi a couple of times when I was down in Florida and I was thinking like, oh, here we go. Like fucking wine cheap here. I'm in college. Well, I wasn't in college for that long when I was down in Florida, but you know, whatever. I didn't have a lot of money at that point in my life. So I was like, here we go. I can drink wine on the cheap god that shit was so disgusting i did that one time it was so bad and now we're getting wine in all these it's so good good. this is very good i like this yeah i do too yeah sometimes it's not as strong i mean like there have been a few of them that we've got they've been more like 11 12 percent rather than you know a lot of times when we get reds it's like a dry red so it's usually anywhere from 14 Mm -hmm. to 16 we haven't really gotten like a super dry red yet though no most of them have been kind of fruitier Mm -hmm. um but yeah. The one last time we got was probably the driest. Yeah, I would say so too. Yeah. Um we also got to try a uh craft beer uh Oh my gosh, this over is here so the funny. Other day. Yeah, we went there for uh Valentine's Day. Yeah. Um and it was good. It was really good. I mean mm-hmm. it so the thing is is that, you know, if you like craft beer, there's a very, very big difference between the craft beer that's from over here versus American craft brewing. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the stuff that's over here, whether it's based in, in uh, Belgium or Germany or something like that, there were kind of those spots that in those beers were the the start to things being brewed in that same kind of way. It was, it was really like Belgium, Germany, and England. Mm-hmm. Those are the three that were kind of like the main spots for having beer. And they're very distinctive. Like Belgium is a lot more lagers. In Germany, it's like Hefeweizens, Pilsners, and things Ireland? like that. 
Do they do that big? Is that beer big in Ireland? Yeah, but yeah, not I like not in that. the same way. No, I would. I guess it would be too. Um, and it, the thing is, is that like, I mean, in England there was always beer. It's a matter of craft brewing, right? Yeah, it's a little yeah. bit different. There's always been beer, ales, and, and just stuff like, like a, that around. Your run of the mill kind of thing, right? But uh, I think putting a um, not just you know fermenting yeast and is this a stupid question? This is probably. S- I'm not gonna ask it right now. No okay, <laughs> but people, you know. Yes, I am. Um, this is a dumb question mostly because Guinness mm-hmm. is from Ireland. I believe. Ireland. Okay, yeah. that's what I was gonna say, but then it's I was Dublin, like, I think. Dublin. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. In Ireland. I fucking love Guinness. How do I? I like feel like I'm having such like a brain fart right now. Anyways, continue. What were you saying? Sorry. I was just saying that there's like you know with with craft beer there's kind of a um idea of like old world craft brewing versus American craft brewing. And so old world and classic craft brewing, the stuff that's over here was the, like the nebulous of things happening in America. But then mm-hmm. the difference is, is that a lot of American breweries still do either very like homage type classic brews that yeah. are done in the same way as things were done over here like or they ales do and stuff right or they do or you know those have a license pilsners lagers stuff Loggers, like that yeah or they do something that's derivative of that but it's got an american style twist and then right. things like ipas and things Sours like that were definitely made over in the u.s but not as many of them have come back over this way yeah so it was cool because we were able yeah, to go like to this place that was breweries is yeah. not a yeah. huge thing over here so we were able to go to this place that was very similar to it being was so crazy i was telling him i was like when we were sitting there i was like i have in the two months of us being here i've never felt so at home it was so funny like same kind of people same, same kind of decoration kind of people, the decorations like even the brewery's logo it was like a um sometimes a bird like a, i think it was a raven a raven and like the skull and it the yeah the um what's it called the the beak <laughs> it looks like a skull almost mm-hmm. and it was and then they had like games they had on um, like cornhole to set up outside they had like fucking like tic-tac-toe shit like they had board games inside that you yep. could play they had like couches set up and everything like it literally felt like a brewery from the states it was so yep. funny and like like you said like the people there like they looked like the people that went to breweries in the states you just have a fine mix of dorky people hipsters and yeah. old drunks and like, like people who look there. like they could go on a hike at any mo- at yeah. any moment but that's also a lot of people here yeah i guess that not really though like not in the city like because we were in Ogilin. Yeah. yeah well that is true yeah but yeah it was um it was definitely cool and not only that they had like first of all the the craft beer that was there that was definitely a derivative from american craft brew yeah was very, very similar to anything that we would have gotten mm-hmm. back doing that. So, which was cool, right? Because, mm-hmm. like, they had um, Abigail, one of the drinks that she had was, like, a Session IPA. Yeah. And one of the ones that I had was an Imperial IPA. Yeah. It was an Imperial IPA, but really it tasted like just a very boozy triple IPA. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I don't know if they do the same thing, and I'm sure that's dependent on the brewery, of saying, like, a, a regular IPA versus a double or a triple here. But um, that's what it tasted a lot like. It was, mm. it would seem to, I mean, and it was, I think, seven or eight percent. So it was up there in percentage. Yeah. Um, for My just sour a single though, IPA. 
Yeah, Remember? Abigail had a heavy sour that did not taste like a heavy sour. It was so good, but like... 8%. Yeah, that sours are not usually 8%. And it well, was remember, it either goes one way or the other. They're I, yeah, I guess super that's light, true, yeah. Or they're like way, up way there. heavier than you think. But it was funny because like we got there and we weren't sure if they'd have food or not. Because mm-hmm. we were going to eat dinner there too if they had food. But they just had like bread, meats, and cheese. Or they didn't have... Yeah, they had cheeses there too. Yeah. And so we were going to get like a couple beers, go get dinner, and then come back for like, you know, one last beer or whatever. And I was, so I was like, well, I'll start off with a sour so I don't start too heavy because I haven't had food really all day. I finished that beer and I looked at him and I was like, I feel like I'm tipsy right now. <laughs> like, what is happening? <laughs> I felt like I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, we did get a charcuterie board. Oh, oh my god, and I almost stuff. fucking died. <sighs> I almost died. It was scary. I ate a piece of meat. And you know how some meat, what is it, the fat that's like the stringy? It's like sinew or something like that. Yeah. Or casing. You know, mm. like the stringy parts and meat and security meats that you eat? and um, Like a, it was a, some version of a dried salami. Yeah. And I, <laughs> I was chewing it. And I, first of all, I've been having this, like, weird thing with, like, my throat where I, I keep having, like, swallowing issues. Right. And I, you know, I got the, um, what's it called? An endonoscopy done. And they- Look at you remembering that word off the rip. I know. The, I can't fucking say anything else, but I can say that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I got that done. They didn't really tell me anything. They said I had, um, what's it called? Thrush- which is yeah. basically a yeast infection in your throat. And it's funny because if you have a yeast infection, you shouldn't take antibiotics because the antibiotics makes yeast infections worse. And they gave me an antibiotic to get rid of it. Antibiotic so that was supposed to be strong enough to kick. Yeah, I don't think the they knew what they were fucking talking about, honestly. But I, yeah. I, I'm better since then, but I still have like flare-ups where I, feel I can't swallow anything really. So I... I've gotten used, like, um, it's a new fear of mine. I've never been had a fear of fucking choking to death, but it is a legitimate fear that I have right now. So with this new fear of mine, I feel like I chew my food food pretty thoroughly. Like, I'm chewing it down to the consistency of applesauce before I swallow. It takes me fucking two hours to eat a meal. And so <laughs> I felt like I chewed this me- meat pretty pretty well right i swallowed some of it and i guess that some of it was still connected to that stringy stringiness of the meat and so the other half of it was still in my mouth and i i you know you panic i'm fucking like choking on something i'm panicking i didn't know what to do i couldn't like i couldn't swallow anything because it was like i'm fucking choking so like you you're closing up, right? Your fucking mouth stops functioning. I can't, like, cough it up. And I, Hunter, like, is in the middle of a conversation, like, talking to me. And I guess he sees me panicking. So he stops and stares at me. And I fucking put my finger down my throat and rip that meat out of my mouth. And it goes, like, flying on the table. It was not a fun moment. It was honestly scary. And I, <laughs> I was a little embarrassed, too, though. I was like fucking hope no one saw me just fucking yank a piece of meat out of my mouth yeah i have gotten pretty used to the fear of abigail choking beside me yeah in, in full daylight it's from so annoying first of, of all this is such an this issue is so fucking annoying so is there if there's a doctor 
if you're listening if to you're this, a doctor listen no seriously if you're listening to this and you're a doctor if you're listening to this and you know a doctor wh- like what do i do i have my results for my endoscopy that i can send you Calling all doctors please help seriously because it's so annoying and it's not all the time like i can eat regular most of the time but then it's mm-hmm. like i get these flare-ups where i'm like start i'm eating and then all of a sudden i'm like oh my god like I can't swallow. Like, it just feels like I can't swallow correctly. And then when I swallow, like, things are stuck in my throat and I can feel it. And I can't get it to go down all the way. It's it's so inconvenient. I've gotten so used to now from the amount of times that I've had Abigail sitting directly beside <laughs> me, not saying anything, <laughs> not touching me, not waving an arm, nothing, sitting there. Apparently going through the fucking <laughs> ringer and then all of a sudden going, why didn't you help me? I was just choking. <laughs> because you panic. When you feel like you're choking, you start to panic. You know what people and do when they panic? I shut down. I'm not that type of person. I shut down. I like go in into myself and I'm like, oh my I God, accept death this is as it. My yeah, fate. that's literally, I'm like, this is it. I, I don't, I, this well, it is it. It doesn't have to be it if you fucking hit me on the arm. Like a normal person. I don't know. Because a lot of times I'll be in the middle of a like, conversation or something. Or like, I don't know. Like, I feel like you should notice that I just go quiet beside you all the time. There are some times where you've been quiet and you continue to be quiet after the fact. <laughs> and you were just sti- still quiet. And you've yeah. done nothing to alert me to the fact. <laughs> like, no. <clears throat> I'm choking. Hello. Nothing. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Just sitting there, going into the void happily, and then yeah. getting it out one just way or the other, and then that. looking at me and going, "I was just choking, and you didn't <laughs> even help me." Why wouldn't you? Why don't you know that I was choking? I look at her and be like, "What?" We were watching a show. We had been talking two minutes beforehand, but we had since stopped talking. We're in the middle of eating. I'm not paying attention. I'm just. Gah. Why didn't you know that I was choking? Why didn't you help me? <laughs> This time was different, though. And there have been some signs I've been able to obviously tell. But yeah. This time was different. I didn't know that something was going on. Yeah. But seriously, tell me, <laughs> what is wrong with me? Also, another thing, I'm going to just call myself out on my biggest insecurity now that we're filming. Mm-hmm. I have always had spasms in my face. Mm-hmm. Always. Like, in my eyes, I, I blink weirdly, like either really hard or just like really fast all of a sudden and i i know that it happens i don't feel it it's not something i control and it's a lot of times i don't know what's happening and it's always been like some there but it the first video that we did for this our first episode of this podcast i'm editing it i'm like hunter why the fuck did you not tell me my spasms have gotten this bad like, if you watch these videos, my face is doing all types of weird things. Like, it's contorting, like, my lips, my cheeks, my eyes, like, my, like, any muscle in my face is doing these weird spasms. And, like, even, like, my, like, neck, you know? And it's always been a thing. It's always been something I've been aware of, but it's always been something where I thought it wasn't a lot. It is so fucking bad. So, should I, like, go and, like, is, like what what is that is it like a tread you're asking me no i'm asking the doctor that's listening <laughs> to this right now 
hey doc while you're at yeah. it i got a couple of things to talk to you about seriously like should i go and get like tested like i don't i don't do you get tested for tourette's or is, like i don't know is it tourette's or is it like i don't fucking know but like and i just it boggles my mind that you fucking didn't say anything to me about it so i think that there are First of all, when I've been with you, you know, when we've been with each other for a couple years now and been with each other, like living together for the majority of that time that mm. we've been together, I've been around you a lot. There's certain things one way or the other, whether good or bad, that I just don't recognize in the same way because you're I with the person, right? I but Hunter, you what? have to be noticing my face fucking moving all the fucking time like that. I notice, uh, here's what I would say. I notice sometimes you do some things i don't mm-hmm. pick up every single time that you do it for sure like yes i can notice sometimes where you like all of a sudden give a hard blink yeah i go okay that was a hard blink but i'm also not i'm not critical of you in the same way that i am of other people to be like abigail's hard blinking and like make a big deal out of that in my head yeah but i'm it's way more critical of people outside of the like, two i of mean us. like when i'm like editing these videos i'm seeing my like cheeks like go like this or like like my eyes blinking like you know like what you said like really hard or like then all of a sudden i'm like super fast and Mm -hmm. like my mouth like and like i said like i don't like i've always i mean since i was a little kid i have known the blinking has always been there the blinking has been the one that's like been constant for as long as i can remember the twitches in my face i noticed in the past couple years Mm -hmm. but i always thought it was like once in a blue moon these mm. videos, I mean, it's like yeah, I mean, it's I can really apparent. Yeah, I can definitely. I don't know. Like she showed me the video and asked me. You know, she's not lying when she said she asked me like, why the fuck <laughs> haven't she said yeah. anything to me about this? She definitely did. Um, I think that in interacting with you, some of those things might have been might have been one of those things where like over time, if it really has gotten worse, mm-hmm. then it's just gradually gotten worse yeah. and I've not recognized it. Maybe. The other thing might be that you might have not recognized that it's been that bad for a long time because you've not been pointing a camera at yourself for a two hour long conversation right. and watching yourself back. Yeah. And you can't recognize like, it every I'm time. I'm thinking that about like all the people that I've worked with or like my family or whatever and I'm like, mm-hmm. you fuckers have seen this. <laughs> yeah, but again, I don't I, I think that when you n- it might have been one thing when you recognized that it was like when any of those things started mm. or when you saw any of those things really take effect for the first time. But after a long period of time, you don't recognize it in the same way, just like any antic or tick that someone has, like you don't recognize in that same way. Yeah. Unless, excuse me, unless it's really just in your face obstructive. I mean, like, you know, there was a sibling of mine who will remain nameless for the time being that for a while had a lot of ticks. Yeah, <laughs> it was Aiden <laughs> that had a lot of ticks that they kept doing. And one of them that if you didn't see this, you, you would have literally had to have been Stevie wonder level blind was him going. Stevie wonder wasn't actually blind. Right. <laughs> Those videos on fucking YouTube. Him catching Steve, the... Stevie Wonder seeing. Yeah. <laughs> that shit's so funny to me. Him catching the mic stand. Although it's, it is kind of weird, but... It's just I'm funny. not saying that it's Stevie... Funny w- I mean, me have you seen his eyes? If yeah. you've seen his eyes, you know he he's fucking blind. His eyes are deformed. It's, like, it's funny to me, though, that it's like worded like, Stevie Wonder caught seeing. Yes. <laughs> like, it's so funny to me. Yeah, I know. It cracks me up. Um, 
What was the comedian that talked about him coming up to him at a party and grabbing him from behind and being like, "Wasn't it?" Um, he sees. <laughs> what? Oh fuck! What's his name? Um, the one that sings. Jamie Foxx, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I think it was Jamie Foxx. <laughs> he come up to me at a party. He come up from behind and grab me in a headlock. <laughs> I know he saw me. I, know I don't he know. Saw I don't. Me. <laughs> <laughs> He's just around. Yeah. At the location yeah. the whole time. <laughs> He sings all the time because he's getting the reverberations off of everything yeah. he's singing. <laughs> <laughs> what's a what's a what's a Stevie Wonder song? Oh, I fucking don't know. What's that one? Um, I'm sitting here going like this yeah. trying to get my Stevie Wonder. Stop. <laughs> um, crap! I, I had one on the tip of my tongue I and I tell forgot you. it. It was like right here, went away. But yeah, um. We're going off track. Aiden, because now you've been called out by Abigail, <laughs> um, used to have a lot of ticks. He's grown out of most of them, I would say. He would say all of them. Most I haven't of them. noticed any ticks of his. Yeah, they're not really a tickety. I only think of them Ticky. as that because at one time they were a tick. Mm. And now it's just normal. Now like it's something it's not, he just does. No, it's not that. It's that it's a normal thing. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> Like going like this. When you, you know, oh. if you get something out of your nose or something like that. Yeah. But for a while, that was one of them was going. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't you so say, like, clearing his throat was one? <coughs> <coughs> oh, that should be. <coughs> 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 okay, stop. <coughs> it's so jarring. <laughs> now, I, I would say that I am someone who sometimes I feel like there is something that no matter how many times I clear my throat, I can't get it out. And I know that I end up doing it a lot. Mm. So there are certain things like that where I can see it within myself, but it was different for him. But the thing was that when it happened with Aiden, it was at a young age for one. And two, it was like one thing happened and then the next and then the next and the next. And they kept stacking on top of each other. So then us being the family, it was so apparent because Aiden went from not doing anything mm. to having like eight different things that if you sat there in a room with him for five minutes, you would watch him just cycle nonstop. One thing after the other, after the other, after the other. And if you brought it to his attention, if he, he would sit there and go and do that and then go back to doing what he was doing. And I'd go, Aiden, why did you just do that? And he'd go, what? And it was not a joke. Yeah. I would say, I just watched well, you open up your mouth me, like you were trying to swallow a watermelon. He'd be like, I did not do that. For me, I honestly think that, listen, I don't like people who self-diagnose and I don't think anyone should self-diagnose because it makes mental illnesses and whatever else like lose, you know, the meaning of it. I don't like that. It's a fucking fad now. (laughs) So I'm not going to self-diagnose or diagnose you all. But I do think that like you and some of your other family members have ocd tendencies sure i don't think or do not know because none of you have been diagnosed yeah. with ocd but i do think you have some tendencies yeah and i think that or even if it i don't know i could be using that word wrong it might not be ocd tendencies but i do think that you all have kind of like an up like an obsessive yeah personalities you guys get obsessed with things so yeah. like you have your things that you get obsessed with i think that like aiden like aiden gets like like with the fucking um rubik's cubes you know like he got really obsessed with it and he's like i'm gonna fucking learn how to do it and i'm gonna get really good at it 
you know? So it's like, I think that like, how's that six by six Rubik's cube <laughs> doing there? I know. I feel bad. I'm just like fucking talking about Aiden right now. Aiden, I'm How about so the magic sorry. Kids, boy? <laughs> but like, you know what I mean? Like, I think that like you get stuck on things. Yeah. And so we've like, all got our own shit. It's all different. Yeah. But yeah, we do. We ride the waves of like, you mine. all, you, all of your family members have things where you get stuck on them. And yep. like, it could have been like, he got stuck on that movement. So now yeah. it's like. Well, that's he what it was. Realize. I think. I think it was that it was just um, it was behavior that, for a long time, was like, excuse me, it was just building. Mm-hmm. So it's like you one thing would happen, and then it becomes like just accepted that that's that's what's happening now, and it's subconscious. And yeah. Another thing happens now that's subconscious, and it was like that stacked. It was just so weird because it happened so quickly. Yeah. It was over a very short period of time that it came on with the first thing. I don't remember what it was anymore. I'm sure my parents would remember a lot better than me because it was fucking worrying for them because they were right, like, does yeah. he have an issue that we need to yeah. like, take care of? Like, does he have Tourette's or something like that? But I would say with you, if it didn't come on that aggressively to where it was like a, a problem and it's just small things that have happened over time. Yeah. I think for someone, like I said, like me, who is, you know, with you every day, all day and has been, you know, <laughs> for a little bit now. I mean, even just since I quit my job, like we've had... Yeah five months now of oh. literally waking up and going to bed and not leaving each other all day yeah. except for maybe a day here or there yeah. like we're with each other all the time and then even before then i mean you know we lived together i was so. going to work yeah. and then i was coming home and most of the time you were there you right know? so um i've been around you a lot i think that i don't i don't notice it um but also i think that i don't know i would say that I think that with you, where it's different than how it was like with Aiden, mm-hmm. was that I think that yours gets extenuated when you get into an uncomfortable situation. So something like this for you is maybe even if it's subconscious, it might be yeah. something that is a little bit nervous for you to be, you know, like involving with. And so it's... Or m- it could be something that like, I know that there's a video camera. Right. That's what so I'm So it's like... Yeah. Even if you consciously so don't I feel like, like I'm nervous. Yeah. Well, not even like nervous, but like I know that there's going to be a video of me now. So mm-hmm. like it could be like coming out even more so. Right. But that's the thing. Like even if it's coming out more so, it's still there. It's yeah. still happening. Yeah. I don't know. I just yeah, like. there's different. But like I also think about it like my sister and my little brother, like Sarah and Spencer, they both do like the hard blinking. They both have yeah, that too. Yeah, Cody does too. Does he? Yeah. I don't think I've ever noticed it, Cody. I've yeah, only noticed it with do. Sarah and Spencer. Or all four of you do, I mean. Yeah. But, like, I, they don't have the face movements. Cody does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He'll he'll sometimes have almost like the, um, I'm not calling you out, Cody. Don't don't get upset with me for doing this. I'm just, we're being observant now. Yeah. And if, if We already anyone, called out Aiden, if so. If anyone, yeah, <laughs> Cody, you're the, <laughs> you're the Shives tribute for this episode, <laughs> like Aiden just was. <laughs> Yeah, but like um sometimes sometimes um Cody but his his I think is very apparent when I when at least when I talk to him to where I think that it's directly associated with either stress, nervousness or hard uh critical thinking. Hmm. And so it's like a, it's it's a um it's a physical representation of you know with some people you can tell when the the cogs are mm-hmm. And everyone's kind of got a different tell for that if you're someone who actually thinks, which is not the majority of the people in the world. But um, with him, when he starts to do that, it's sometimes he can almost do the the twitch of a hard blink without See, actually See, but that's blinking. not a spasm. That's that's something like 
like you said like it's a tell like whether you're lying you're thinking really hard or whatever like that's not a spasm that's that's Mm. a physical reaction of something that you're doing spasm is just a spasm is just an involuntary muscle reaction yeah i guess you're right but like what you see what i'm saying like it's not like a it's not a constant thing it's a one it's a situational thing you know i wouldn't agree with that i would say that he but like like he's not doing it all the time you're saying he's doing it when he's like sitting there like stressed or anxious. I think that because that's those those are the conversations that you know you know if we're having like a some kind of deep conversation I feel like he's thinking and so it's it's like a but it's the same kind of thing because it's a, either a nervousness or mm. an but or I'm that saying stress related thing mine might be worse because of nervousness right. but it's all the time yeah, but that's what I'm saying is it's that a con- maybe mine's a constant thing right but his might be and I just don't recognize it because I'm not around but him see as I don't think it is you. because I grew up, I mean, I grew up with him and I was yeah. with him a long time. I don't, I've never noticed it with Cody. Like I've said, I've noticed it. I haven't noticed face spasms on Sarah and Spencer, but I have noticed like the blinking thing. Like Sarah does the fast blinking and Spencer does the hard sure. blinking. Sure. Yeah. But it's not weird that like we would all have something like that then if we do. I don't know. Um, yeah. Cause I think the weirder thing is that neither of your parents do. Yeah. So, because neither of your parents do, it's not like it's a learned behavior that you all right. have shared. Yeah. Whereas I would understand it a whole lot more if you have a parent who has something like that mm. and then you either follow in that through direct observation mm. or you notice it at a young age and decide you are you don't like that behavior so you're going to defy it and not do it and you make a conscious effort. Yeah, mom and dad age, do not. But they don't have that yeah. and it's shared between all four of you. Yeah. So, it's different. That's weird, right? Sure. Hmm. Anyways, let me know because I I want to know. Yeah. Should I go somewhere? I don't want to go somewhere. <laughs> We're not really in the position to be doing that right now, which yeah. is the toughest thing about it. But I yeah, mean, it's um. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I guess even if I do go somewhere, it's like if it is trets or spasms or whatever else, they probably wouldn't even be able to do anything for it. Yeah, right? but maybe you can get a medical marijuana card for France. Maybe. Take one for the team. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Apparently over here it's like a, um, I mean, it's still in the medical side of things, but it's very limited in the medical. But at the same time, they don't have a borderline militarized police force like the U.S. Mm-hmm. So no one gives a shit. Yeah, <laughs> we were at the train public, station yeah. in Algolem and there was like three people out there smoking a a joint and like Yeah. And there's literally like There was two police, police officers walking by. Nothing was yeah. said. <laughs> no one yeah. cares. It was not a it was not a bitch joint either. No, it was, it was a fat roll. Yeah. That shit was tight. <laughs> <laughs> and we and when we were at the um when we were at the brewery Oh yeah, people were going out there with packs, mm-hmm. and um, other people were just going out there with jays. Like mm-hmm. I was walking, watching them walk outside, pull it out of a container, and just have a jay rolled up. And I was like, "Yeah, what the fuck?" Yeah, but yeah, it it's definitely not it, the difference in. That's one of the things that's so crazy about being over here as well is just the difference in what the police are viewed as because it's something that i heard people who had spent a lot of time in both the u.s and europe talk Mm -hmm. about like there was a if you ever heard of um his name is uh dr uh christopher ryan he wrote a book called sex at dawn 
which is all about um, early hominid society with uh, humans and um, humans basically not being made for or not evolving for monogamous relationships, but uh, evolving towards more polyamorous relationships when they were in smaller tribe settings. And so you were, you know, it was a much more of a thing of kind of like the whole, you know, takes a whole village to reach a ki- raise a kid. Mm. Um, and therefore you were a lot more, it wasn't just like, I care about me and mine. It was more about like, I care about everyone mm. in that. Um, I've not read the book in, in total honesty, so I, I can't tell you the nuances of the book, but I've listened to him talk a lot of times and he's really cool. But he, um, spent a time of his life growing up and now has a house back in Spain. And so he had spent a lot of time either in the U S when he was doing some of his like publicity related things for his books. Um, and then, or some of his, uh, talks and going on podcasts and stuff like that. And then the last podcast that I've listened to on, um, JRE was him talking about him and his wife, I believe were about to move back to Spain. And one of the things that they talked about was, uh, the police. And it, it was funny because I heard that podcast I don't know. I would say within, I, I can't remember offhand, but I would say within the last nine months, six to nine months before we were leaving. And so mm-hmm. it was relevant to me at the time because that was one of the things that we had both talked about, like being excited to not feel the same kind of issues with the police. Yeah, sure. And and just having a different um, understanding of what that relationship of civilian to police officer was yeah. when being here. And um, he talked about that and was you know, for him, he wasn't talking about smoking weed as much, but Joe asked him about, um, he did ask him about marijuana legality there, and he said, well, yeah, I mean, like, he said it's possible, he's, first of all, like, the main rule over in Europe is, like, don't encroach on other people, and they don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. And he was like, so what about, like, smoking weed or something like that? He's like, yeah, if you're sitting out in front of, a, like, a bunch of people and you're smoking and like there's right someone their there faces. that has a problem with yeah. it, like, somebody might tell the cops that you're smoking in front of them and the cops might come and tell you, like, put that shit out. Mm-hmm. Go smoke somewhere else. But, like, no one's going to come and, like, take your shit, pat you down, take your money and your weed and, and arrest you and any of that kind of stuff. He's like, it's just a matter of, like, don't be a dick. Yeah, because right? it's not all about, like, money and, like, meeting your quota and shit like that quotas don't exist abigail whatever (laughs) and um (laughs) it's more about just like being respectful and like fucking keeping like the peace but because it's also not like fucking like i said like getting as many people as you fucking can in the prison system because Mm -hmm. you're making money off of them being in the prison system like yeah and obviously not every cop looks to share like that but it is a um it's one of those things where i think that i mean i would say that i being in the U.S., like, I've done shit that was not necessarily lawful for a long period of time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have, for the most part, met a lot of really decent cops that it was not a big deal. And, and they were very understanding and they were very polite with me. And, you know, I've I've had plenty of good interactions with cops. Don't get me wrong. But I've also never had a cop be anywhere near my vicinity and not immediately started sweating and feeling like something could go wrong because something has either with me or people around me or something like that. And not only that, but like I have at one time or another, simply because I was a a teenager with a skateboard, had some had a cop like pull me off the street and be like, hey, and like. 
be fucking, you know, giving me shit literally because I was just out minding my own business. So, yeah. Um, which is not trying to act like I'm going to fucking try to uh, equate that kind of targeting with other kind of bullshit targeting that happens. Yeah, with because let's be honest, like, we're white. It's different, so, it's so <laughs> yeah. Um, we have at least that for us. Like, it's. Yeah. Yeah. I'm white. <laughs> Um, what's that boondocks thing? Why am I getting mad? I'm white. Oh <laughs> <laughs> um, Oh my god, I didn't fucking Fran- France has like no streaming services. I forgot The Boondocks, yeah. On Hulu. Can't watch it. On HBO, wasn't it? And HBO, yeah. Um <laughs> anyway, I love that show. But yeah, it's just uh it's just different. I mean in I know there's plenty of people that would listen to us talking about that and even think that, you know, we're not, we don't know anything about it. And, you know, we come from a a position where we, we couldn't understand. Like, I'm not saying that having a job like that isn't difficult. I'm not saying that. I think it's too difficult is what I think. I think that the way that it's looked at in the U.S. is it's too difficult of a job. It's too difficult of a... Well, the whole um, system of it is set up incorrectly yeah and and that's the whole point of what i'm trying to say right is that when you're here if the if the matter really is about making sure that people are not going to do things that are going to harm other people mm-hmm. and that's your job mm-hmm. keep the peace that's it yeah very very different vibe yeah someone being out there you know um doing something like smoking a fat J and yeah. having two cops walk like 50 feet well, away from is, them like and look at them and be like yeah cool, I, well I think ya. like the thing is like you and I were talking about it like police officers in America come from slave patrol mm-hmm. like that's what the system grew up overseer, on overseer so it's yeah overseers thank you officer 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 yeah and so, like, the whole system of it is very tensed, and it's very, the relationship is already fucked, mm-hmm. and... That's what I was going to say, the too, is system that there's, is, very there's, like, a, you know, like, the whole system of it is just incorrect. Like, it just needs to be fucking different. The relationship is not there, because well, it's why two-sided, would it be? Right? It's two-sided, right? Because you you can't fully blame, just like in anything, you can't fully blame a an officer who's never done anything that's been, like, you know, off the book shitty or anything like that, mm-hmm. right? And say, you're to blame for the system being the way that it has been created Yeah, I don't think you can blame them. I just think They that, also like, have to deal with the public who has a bad relationship to the that's police That's what I mean. Like, it's way, right? the, s- the root of it right. is why would there be a good relationship with Exactly. That? So, yeah. yeah, like, there's going to be tense, you know, I, I seriously i think i'm going crazy like there's going to be um tension from either side because the root of it is systematically incorrect well that's the other difference right of of being over here that's what i'm saying like being here being here like it's a little bit different because it's the police system wasn't and I, i mean i could be wrong i you know maybe i'm just i don't know but like i don't think that the police system was built off of sleep well not just that it's that regardless of what it's been built around how things have been enforced in the past for the most part mm-hmm. most people that you would talk to would not have an outward issue with the mass populace of police here right yeah that's no. the difference yeah right is that 
So there's not like that tension already building in every situation. Yeah. Now, and I get what you're saying too, is that we could be coming from a nuanced perspective coming from the U S now being here. And, and, but yeah, I would say that there's a very big difference for the most part of being like, like one of the other things that Chris Ryan talked about, I think that it was him, if I'm not mistaken, was talking about being in Spain. Mm -hmm. Um, had an American uh, motorcycle over mm. there and um, saying that, you know, in Spain, whether it be moped or motorbike, you know, of, of whatever varying, um, you know, engine size, like however meaty, um, it's relatively, you know, normal mode of transportation. He was talking about trying to, I don't remember what city it was in, but somewhere in the main city square, like there being, you know, some parking spaces for regular cars and then a lot of spaces that were marked off as like non-parking and him, you know, having spent a good time. I think if I'm not mistaken, the guy was like spent some of his childhood over in Spain or at least in Europe, but I think in Spain Mm -hmm. and then spent most of his life over in the U S and then ended up going back, getting a property over there, spending time going back and forth. And then, eventually moving to Spain as his main residence and visiting back here instead. Mm. So he was, he was saying that, you know, he had spent a good time, you know, in the U S where you park in a spot, you're not supposed to be parked in for one reason or another. I mean, you get fined like crazy depending on where you're at. I mean, I like, they're just making money. They're making money off of anyone and everyone. Yeah. Okay. Like I remember one time going home from work and riding past this point where people would park at to go on the Appalachian Trail. Mm-hmm. And because it was the first nice day, it was like spring or spring. It was either winter going into spring or spring going into summer. It was like a legitimately warm, beautiful day outside, and it hadn't been for a little bit. Mm-hmm. There was a mass amount of people going out to the trail because everyone's like, I'm so excited to go hike. Yeah. So a bunch of people parked on the back road, one of the back roads that nobody uses mm-hmm. outside of the design or the designated parking lot to get onto the trail. And there was a cop going along, just ticket, 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 yeah, ticket, Yeah, that's the thing ticket, too, ticket. is they go out of their way yeah. to get money from whereas, anywhere. Whereas this guy's talking about, I'm going into the main city of yeah. one of these areas, right? And I park my motorbike. Right. In a in an area that is not just like maybe it is, maybe it isn't like it specifically says, do <laughs> not park here. Yeah. And he said, I saw a cop sitting there. So I get off the bike, take off my helmet. I walk up to him. I said, hey, I just wanted to make sure. Am I OK to park there? And the cop turned to me and said, I don't fucking care. <laughs> like, sure. What? Yeah. And it was like it was an annoyance to him to act like, is it OK to park in a spot that's obviously like, I'm able to park here and it's not bothering anybody. Right. Like, you're not going to be in the way or anything. Yeah. yeah. Right? It's not like you It's not like you stopped in the middle of a bus route and yeah. you parked the motorcycle yeah. there and then walked or away. Or in front of, like, a fire hydrant. No, like, yeah. no. He's like, I just, there was a, a, a part there that someone at some time in the local municipality said, uh-huh. you shouldn't be able to park something here. And so they marked it like that. And the yeah. cop looked at me and was like, why the fuck wouldn't you be able to park there? Right. Like. There's Why are you asking space, me this? Yeah. There? Yeah. And then the other thing they talked about was Joe was asking him about with pot. These two. Fucking, she's having her moment. Yeah. Everything's okay for now. Okay. They're Starting like the true weird. brother and sister duo. 
starting to get weird yep. yeah okay they like love each other and then like all of a sudden again we're talking about our cats if you're not watching the video this is gimp one and two <laughs> they just love each other until yeah. they don't yeah they, they true brother and sister vibes yeah ew. okay yeah <laughs> cats we have we have three cats this is two of them um kitty the all white one is the oldest and she's the only girl and oliver is our second and it's the true like sister brother relationship where like they love each other to ex- to an extent and then they fucking just like sit there and annoy the fuck out of each other well really mostly he annoys the fuck out of her <laughs> but yeah he was talking about the other thing was um that he had like um uh, used he had planted like a, a pot plant mm-hmm. when he was over there because he was like i don't smoke enough to where i can't have one pot plant and not be able to like have that be you little piece of shit have that be like a supply for me for long enough right and so he was like and joe was like that's legal over there he was like nobody cares if it's yeah. legal he was like i'm on my balcony yeah and i have a plant in a pot right. why is anybody gonna right. come around and ask what's is that what's marijuana that? up there he was like no one's going around you, you growing some basil or <laughs> <laughs> that why i think you're backing up there <laughs> he's like nobody is going around with an infrared do you know what camera. this is that's northern cannabis light no <laughs> it's, it's marijuana, marijuana. <laughs> it is northern indica Nor- northern lights northern lights cannabis indica yeah some <laughs> Um, no, that's marijuana. No, marijuana. <laughs> um, yeah, he was like, no one's going around around with an infrared camera yeah. on a helicopter trying yeah. to see an because you're not out there fucking operation. selling like a whole bunch of fucking shit. Like you're not, yeah. you're not bugging anyone with it. That's a whole big thing. Yeah. Are you bugging someone? Yeah. Are you, Are you disturbing deciding? the peace? <laughs> yeah. So it it definitely has been. It's been different though mm-hmm. with. With that presence, it's different, like, I don't know, seeing some national police guards in a train station with ARs and we not feeling weird. We literally walked up to them and said, hey, can you help us? Can I ask you a question? <laughs> and, like, they didn't, like, look at us like, oh, my God, you fucking annoy me. Or, like, they didn't, like, size us up or anything. No, they were like, yeah, what's like, up? Yeah, what's up? <laughs> like, in the States, we missed I would We train. How do we get another yeah, ticket? Oh, my God. And <laughs> the States, I felt like I... I would have never been comfortable going up to some like someone dressed like they were and like ask them a question. Yeah, granted, it is a little bit different because they have a separation between like police versus national police. Yeah. And national police can be yeah. around doing that, but like regular police aren't walking around with an AR. So no. it is a little bit different. Whereas you have a, a cop in, in the US who, mm-hmm. you know, in their squad car a lot of times will have, you know, a, a uh, pistol they keep on the person and then uh, but like the thing is the, like uh, the shotgun even like just a regular police officer in the states like i truly don't think i would like have felt like i don't know like i wouldn't think you wouldn't of feel comfortable first. going up to yeah. them and saying can i ask and you again, a question like, about something it's crazy something. because it's like like i am white so like it's like um like imagine if i wasn't white white like how worse it would feel like it's it's that's when it like it's gotten to the point where it's like I don't even feel comfortable when and I'm white. Yep, that's yep. so weird. Like yep. I have like that going for me. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, I agree we did miss you. our train <laughs> in Paris. It was not fun. <laughs> it was not a fun day. <laughs> no, it was a fun day. It was my 
I'm talking about my fucking birthday for the third time. We're not talking about this right now because we we can't. What do you mean? <laughs> I've brought up my birthday every single episode so far. Have you really? Yes. <laughs> Whatever. It's t- it's time anyways. <laughs> you guys won't hear about my birthday at all. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, I don't necessarily like my birthday. <laughs> Why do I keep bringing it up? <laughs> I don't like my birthday. Yeah. No one would guess, though, about how many times I've fucking talked about it. Oh, well. Anyway. Thanks for listening. (laughs) Nice wrap-up. Thank you. Yeah, we're getting pretty close to the time here. I don't know why you you say nice wrap-up. Like, you expect anything else from me? They do have the dogs back there. Yeah, I told you they did. Jason. The owner's dogs are back there in the backyard. The one is very quiet. The other one's very loud. Yeah. She's like an a eight. butterfly in the air. Flip, flips out. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Abigail's trying to wrap it up again. Yeah, we're getting pretty close to the end here. I think we've uh, gone over a little bit, so we'll probably go ahead and try to wrap it on up. <laughs> Get everyone out Get of here. Get everyone out of here. <laughs> That's a very obscure reference that nobody's going to yeah, get. So. Yeah, yeah. Oh I wonder. Well, I guess you're I, just not cool. I keep forgetting how many TV references we are we have. So, like, if anyone guesses. We kind of. we. You're, right, you're going to be right. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say. We kind of gave away the Boondocks one. Yeah, but there was, there was other ones. There's one or two other quotes. I think. Um... Slithering a little snake snake. Come <laughs> <laughs> in your garden. Catch me in mouth. <laughs> yeah, we're getting like we're getting <laughs> too delusional at this point. We need to stop. Um, do you have anything you wanna say before we jump off? Nope. I put out my single or my uh solo podcast. So it's called Crowcast, K, R O W K A S T. You can find it anywhere that you found this. If you're listening to this, you can listen to that. So <laughs> if you like it, or if you want to, you can go with that. You can go with this, or you can go with that. You can go with this, or you can go with that. But you better get with this, cause this wears it. Oh. <laughs> oh. Um. Yeah. If you want to check that out, it. I basically the first episode was me just talking shit about all the jobs that I've had up until this point and what I'm doing now and what I want to do ahead. I have no idea what I'm going to talk about for my next one. I sh- technically should have filmed it this past week, um, but I was still trying to figure out what was going on with um, trying to get it up onto everything. I was kind of having some trouble um, getting that done, so didn't end up recording that, but it will happen this next week. Yeah. Um, and if you want to see my video game streaming, you can check out my Twitch channel at Ren of the OTD on there. Uh, Wednesday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Chickadee, check it out. <laughs> I'll be on tonight, 8 o'clock Central European time because we're recording on Saturday. Yeah, but this won't be out until Sunday. Until Sunday. So if you if you're listening <laughs> on Sunday, it's uh, I'll be on today uh, three to three to six Central European time, which is uh, it's uh, nine to nine to noon in the in nine in the morning to noon, <laughs> cent- uh, on Eastern Eastern yeah Eastern time. There you go. 
Good job. <laughs> that was that was difficult. Yeah. Um. Other than that, yeah, we're uh, we're signing the fuck off. We'll every be on Sunday. Again next week. Yeah. Come back on every Spotify for the video and wherever else you can listen to your podcast. Yeah. Anchor. Right. Anchor has the video as well. Yeah. Bye. Hey. Bye. <laughs>